true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. I'm Alan. I'm Joey. I thought we were doing our different musical styles. All right, I don't, but I don't have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make it sound like the Beatles. One. <laughs> I was really hoping you carry That's that one. That's really hard. I'm gonna record after this and do like a a a five part harmony in mine. I'm Ian. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Four right. Color Commentary, everybody. Um, can't all be winners. No, we can't all be winners. Okay. I, 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 was, I put a lot of soul into that one. because I was going to just start doing like singing Kiss from a Rose and just put my name in it at one point, <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what song was that? It was it was supposed to be like the whole thing, but run together really quick, and I lost confidence in myself halfway through. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so welcome to Four Color Commentary, everybody. If this is your first time with us, welcome. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Sorry if about you, the intro. Yeah. But Hi. <laughs> continue. Hi. Continue if, listening, please. If you are a uh, returning Four Color cadet, we salute you and at ease. Enjoy the episode. Um, so there are a couple ways to reach out to our show if you like what we do. Uh, way number one is through our website, fourcolorpodcast.com. So you can go there. That's a Tumblr website. So you can follow us on Tumblr if you'd like. Uh, you can also uh, f- subscribe to us on iTunes. There's a big subscribe on iTunes button right there on the side that you can do that with um we also are available on some other service i think like instacast and i'm pretty sure i think they were on the android app too but if we're not on something and you're hearing us or like a friend is making you listen to this and you're like i want to listen to them on my device let us know how you prefer to listen to us because we would love to get involved on other services if there's stuff that you like yes Uh, we also uh have an email address where you can reach us it's a four color podcast at gmail.com uh where we read your letters here on the show uh part of the four color mailbag um we also are on twitter at uh at four color pod on twitter so you can reach out to us there you can also reach us individually on twitter uh and alphabetically as always alan you go first alan how can people reach out to you if they like your brand of you if you like the brand of me and all the things i attempt to draw then you should follow me on twitter at, at marginally talented uh that's m-r-g-n-l-y talented because they don't give you enough characters to fit the whole thing for Chewy, it's going to be at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. For me, Ian, it's at Irick, that's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter, too. Ryan Root, <laughs> R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E on Twitter. Great. So uh, you can also check us out there. Uh, we also... Uh, Excuse me for trying to rub a little character on it. All right, guys, continue <laughs> on, I guess. City <laughs> as she goes. This is this is the robot episode. Um, you can no, also, it is not. You can also, I mean, the human episode. Uh, we also uh, are on Facebook, so you can give us a big thumbs up there, and also on uh, Instagram as well at uh, at Four Color Pod is the same as the uh, Twitter account. Uh, and we also are part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, where you can listen to some more of those shows. Uh, yes. We are part of that at uh, StuffandThingsNetwork.com. So, uh, for those of you who are new to us. We like to treat this uh, podcast kind of like Marvel Comics. We want every issue may be somebody's first issue. True believer. So um, that was my bad impression of Stanley. Oh, I was going to ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or was Stan in the room with us? We'll never know. No. Bye, well, Stan. I mean, he is sort See of. See ya. See, he left. I told you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we like to introduce uh, to you all who we are and then the format of the show. So we'll go around the circle, uh, starting alphabetically, as always, with Mr. Alan. Alan. Tell us about you and who you are and what you do and what gives you the right. 
Uh, <laughs> that last part just registered with me for like just that one That's second. an office joke right there. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I'm Toby. What gives you the right? <laughs> anyway, my name is Alan. Uh, I like art and art things, and I do art sometimes. And uh, so that's my deal. I like web comics, and I like manga more than the other three. I'm just going to go back to Alan's intro and add the letter F in front of all the times you said art, because he likes art things. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't even. F or I don't like even know. Sound. For those know. of you not in the studio right now, we all just gave each other the stupidest like stares, just because that was the <laughs> dumbest thing I think I've heard out of all the episodes we've done, with the uh, exception of uh, with the exception of my joke about Ryan having two P's in his name. Okay. And it's spelling out PP. Oh, great. Well, mm, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that we're on the same level, Alan. Anyway, Chewy. You, when you pronounce my last name, rhymes with poop. That's true. <laughs> now, three of us are on the same level. Chewy, you care to care to come down to the depths with us, or you want to tell the boys and girls at home about who you are? I'm already from the depths, <laughs> <laughs> the depths of darkness. That's the books that I tend to like, tend to be a little bit darker, have uh, darker tones to them and be grittier and bloodier and in some way, shape or form, something that you would read and say, that's metal. Awesome. Uh, I, metal. Ian, uh, am a type of guy who likes to read superhero comics. I'm, I've been a fan of them since I was a kid and I kind of try to keep up with them as best I can. So DC Marvel, I usually try to... I usually read mainstream stuff, but I love image books and all sorts of stuff. I'm a sucker for anything with a good story. So regardless of or whether, a bad story. Well, <laughs> I th- honestly, I think I just call you a sucker. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I am. I'm a pretty easy customer. I try to find something I like. You are easy as well. It doesn't yeah. take much. I only insulted you once. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want to count all the back catalog of insults that you have stacked bat right catalog? now? Yeah, there, you have sort of a. A debt to repay. Alan, I've 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 found the light. <laughs> Are you talking about the one right next to you? Because no. I mean I can see that too. Maybe it's Green Lantern's light that he's found. Oh, no, not. If only we could stop reading these stupid Batman books. Mm. Hey, found, you you you're the one who sells and brought a Green Lantern book. I That's found, a good I found point. The light yeah. of compassion, Alan. Uh, I'm one of those lanterns now. Which those are the purple ones. Indigo uh, trap. You know what? I'm. I don't even know anymore. The, the guy one where they kiss each other on the face. Anyway, um, I don't know anything. Ryan, about tell us about you. Hi. Hi. I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Uh, I'm a dad. Um, <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, for Wait, like that's a long recent, time. right? Oh, well, not, no, no. Okay. No, you just did the not. thing that everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> Way to conform, Ryan. Dad Dad seems to be like a pretty good description of, of me. <laughs> that's that's it? it. I'm done. Is there no, any, you know, is there I any like catchphrase that you might want to use? Uh, I like science fiction comic books. Is that yeah, the one you're going for? No, I don't no? think so. Uh, apparently, catchphrases. Have you ever played that game? <laughs> you know, where you, where you try to get other people to say it again? Yes. I have. Comics is art. Comics is literature. Yeah! Uh, I tend to gravitate towards a relatively (laughs) cartoony art style (laughs) and cartoony colors. That was like that time at the Chewy, mon- thanks for joining the show. That was, yeah, right? That was, like, that was like the t- the reverse time when I was at the Monster Truck show and I accidentally <laughs> cheered for the wrong Monster Truck instead of Gravedigger and everyone looked at me. <laughs> really? Did that happen? I didn't know. I thought the guy was going to say Gravedigger first and I got really excited. I was like, yeah. And I realized, oh, he said the other truck. And I was like, oh. Everybody knows Gra- Gravedigger. Because I wanted Gravedigger to win. I wanted him to turn upside down and have ghosts just- fly out of him and open a demon portal to hell and... Have you know my 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 experience? That's not what happens. But that's but they make it sound like it's going to. Although I did see Truckosaurus one time. Oh, that's awesome! I've never saw Truckosaurus. Yeah, I did. Speaking of Truckosaurus, Astrodome. (laughs) Speaking of Truckosaurus, Astrodome, Astrodome. Speaking of (laughs) Truckosaurus. 
Uh, there are four sections. Of our Brian, take your forehead off the microphone. <laughs> I was trying to. I was just trying to segue. Uh, there are four sections of our show, just as there are four of us, and I will tell you about them now. Section number one of our show is Here's My Issue. What we do is each of us bring a comic uh, that we like to the table. Some of us, like this guy, an idiot, brought two He's books at himself. that made Alan that uh, I made Alan read today. Uh, so we'll talk about it. Um, right. And so each of us bring our issues. We all trade them around in a, a digital format, and we all read them ahead of time, come in and talk about what we liked and what we thought thought maybe wasn't for us uh we also have part two of our show which is called first prints where we read a classic comic issue a comic run a graphic novel something that maybe it's a newer book that we think people should be checking out uh and we kind of talk about that and why we liked it and what we thought uh part number three of the show is the four color character compendium where we talk about a superhero a villain a uh super team a creator organization or a creator an artist a writer somebody who is important to comics in some way uh, we talk about them in the four color character compendium. And finally, like any good comic book, we wrap up the show with back matter, which is where we read our fan mail. And we have some general comic book chat that usually devolves into talking about why the Marvel movies are going to be continually awesome forever and ever. Hopefully. And why we're slightly worried about DC still. And I'm a little worried about it, man. Now that I think about it. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, so let's uh, jive. Let's 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 jive. Let's let's jive. I don't know what kind of music this is. Let's just Dive right in with this, and I'll and I'll talk about. Please don't talk about this the issue. whole time. Please, this is going not going to be good. Why? Because I feel like it's about Batman's death. I feel like, it, <laughs> and true. also I feel like that might be slightly offensive. I don't know how, but I feel like it might be. <laughs> okay, Ian oh, is no. already slightly offensive. Yes, I am. Um, so uh, I actually drew the short straw this time for here's my issue, uh, and I brought uh, I I, I cashed in my two book card, which I've been meaning to do. I know that in the past some we, we've been lenient and sometimes let people bring two issues, like but, me when I brought Transformers versus GI Joe. Hey, should we brought two issues of Ghost Rider that one that's time? That's true. Pretty um, much every manga I bring is like seventy pages. That's perfect. true. So Alan's Alan's use that card way too much we're gonna have to revoke that sir. nope um so uh, i brought two <laughs> comics uh, to read there it's a two-part story um starts in uh, batman issue 686 and ends in uh, detective comics 853 uh is a title you can if you if you look up the title you'll find the exact issue numbers if you're like that's too many numbers to to remember my brain hurts uh it's called whatever happened to the cape crusader uh and it is written by mr neil gaiman uh with uh, i believe who did the art on this it's um andy cooper andy cooper that's right i know that i know that art style so uh what did you guys think i know it's batman alan so i know you're gonna be harsh but it's kind of a head trippy weird story and i thought that maybe that might win alan over but i, I want to hear what you guys have to say why don't you guys it. go ahead i'll go last well <laughs> I, I think it's worth mentioning that this was sort of the transitional period this was the two issues immediately after Batman died. Yes, correct. Died or got thrown back in time? Yes. Well, got thrown back in time, yes. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> died from this Spoiler material plane. Alert. He got, well, he got hit by dark side. It was the closest thing Batman's come to dying. Well, I, I feel like. And then he was a pirate and a caveman. Well, he got hit. Didn't, he, he, get, didn't he get hit by Darkseid's Omega Beams? Yes, he did. In time? Final Crisis. Yes, which is, which is written by, by Alan's favorite author. Who wrote that, Alan? Uh, yeah, that's Grant Morrison. <laughs> Would you explain why? You know, quick uh, quick aside, when I was first buying comics, I buy a lot of trades and, and books that I heard the names trades of. Trades are comic book collections. Yes. Because uh, uh, Jenna, my fiance, worked at Borders, and she would just heap all the discounts on, so I would get trades, like full seven issue blocks for like six bucks so nice. i just and so i bought final crisis i had deal. no idea what it was about oh i'm just like gosh. oh people talk about this and i read it and after i was done i'm like 
I don't know what happened. <laughs> As <laughs> like, someone who was reading Batman geez. at the time and not reading Final Crisis, I was just like, wait, what happened? Where's Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you and I should have been friends so we yeah. could put our... Not our, now, though. You can bring your peanut butter. Yeah, I can bring my chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it was more like eggs and bacon yeah. or something. Eggs but, and bacon? But these issues know. are really weird because they're not Those like... Really good. not that good. Yeah. So they're not like heavily steeped in like... Well, I mean, they're, they're heavily like steeped in like continuity. bat lore, it, but this, there's not much continuity this is, yeah, necessarily. It's a what if for sure. Like this is kind of a weird off the wall what if in a certain way. Well, and the title is a reference to uh, the last, the title, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow is a direct reference to Alan Moore's oh, Superman mean, Whatever book. Happened to the Cape Crusader. Oh, Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader. Sorry. It's a direct reference to Alan Moore's Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which is, which is an issue of about like the past of you know the future of superman that specifically came out in between like the reboot of superman in the 80s we should read one of that we should read that on uh, yeah, we should read it's that. a single it's issue fun. isn't it yeah so we should read that it's, on it's first a longer single time. issue but yeah but it's pretty good uh but it's yeah Alan but Moore the titles are references but content wise it's completely different yes than for that. sure um so what did you guys think though this was my first neil gaiman oh no it isn't we read uh, Marvel sixteen oh two. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like the first issue we read. <laughs> Never mind. This is your second Neil. Game <laughs> it's your second Neil Gaiman. I'm sure we read first so, Neil Gaiman that's any, not set. We in, must have read something else by Neil Gaiman in London. We may in have sixteen hundreds. But it's it's Neil Gaiman dealing with with DC, which you don't see too all too often. No, you that's don't see true. except for well, he does Sandman, but that's, that's kind of Vertigo. First. So so what do you think Neil of Gaiman and DC? Yes, it's true. What do you think of Mister Gaiman and his writing? I like it. that's a thing that i like um it's weird and it's trippy but my simple brain can follow it so i feel like i don't have to be super smart to get it um or on some sort of substance Uh, (laughs) so it's it's trippy but not as trippy as grant it's not grant it's it's not as uh on another plane of existence as as grant as grant um so i i was able to kind of follow along with it but I dug it. I mean, it was, I like how it was just kind of like, it, it was like Rashomon, mm-hmm. you know, it was Rashomon yeah. with Batman, which is awesome. <laughs> it's like true. Why, what part of that sentence is not cool? Alan, you huh? shut your mouth. I, you know, <laughs> so, so I dug it. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't really know what else I can really say about it, but spoil the heck out of it. I remember <laughs> well, I, like, it was just awesome. I really, really, really enjoyed this. I'm glad you made me buy these books <laughs> when we saw them at that store where you're like, you should get this. And I was like, why? I don't know. And he's like, you just get it. They're cool. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So I got them. I was like, cool. I got them. And then um, now I'm really glad that I have them. But I remember, yeah, it's kind of seeing the story at first, you know, the Selena Kyle story. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, man, like. It's kind of messed up. Well, it's just <laughs> like, I like every you. era of Catwoman. Die. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you see like Alfred get up there and then that's my you, favorite. You, you see, you yeah. see the whole, you see the whole thing where like he's like, <clears throat> you know, acting and he goes to work for the Waynes. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he's just telling his, you know, role in it. And then when he says like the thing about like the Riddler and even then where he says like he became all these people, like he became the Joker and then he hired all these people. Even then I was like, are you serious? Like, it was all just, it was all that movie from like with Michael Douglas, the game like, none of it was real. And then at the very end, where the movie like, had a clown in it. It did. Where, uh, where, um, the Riddler kills him. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. 
Well, no, this is an alternate death. Yeah, you're like skipping over the craziest uh, part, which is where he's like, he well, he becomes a joker. Yeah, because yeah. Alfred's like, you know, he needed he needed someone to be his opposite, and like, uh, there's no none of them really truly match that. So I had to take I had to take that role yeah. on. And you see him put on the makeup. He's like, and it was all fine until I like looked in the mirror and smiled. They show like this crazy Joker yeah. face. You're like, this is amazing. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, but it, it, it yeah, I, it's it's kind of just like for those of you who are like, what are you talking about? So this issue is Batman's funeral. Um, and it's all these different people but coming it's sort up of, it's not, like, it's not really intended to be like a literal yeah, funeral or really. like existing in fiction land. No, it's some sort of like, metafictional it's zone. meta. Yeah. yeah it's like very meta. Tom Sawyer watches his own yeah. funeral. Sort of. Yeah. It's <laughs> where he's just, but he's not up in the rafters. Instead yeah. he's got like some sort of, uh, like ghost power, <laughs> like ethereal, like, I don't, ethereal, I don't know, ethereal power, like <laughs> guy, but yeah, just he, being like, watch. Yeah, he's essentially just watching as each person gets it's up like and a, explains. What's it called a, a Christmas, yeah. a Christmas Carol. Yeah, where it it's like, like that. <laughs> he's like, watch, watch your life without yeah. you. Well, and it's essentially it's that idea we talked about how there's a lot of with all the characters that Batman's with. There's a lot Ebenezer of Ebenezer Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> well there's a lot of duality and we talk about how like how it, it's at any given moment anything like this can happen to him and, and take him out and the idea is all these people are getting up and telling the stories of well this is I, how I killed him and this is how I killed him and none of them actually like happened it's just like this is how it would be if this happened or this is a weird mm-hmm. way in this which this would happen like and I'm I'm saying everybody like they, they kind of gloss over a lot of them but like even Superman gets up there at but the actually uh, I think that there's a part of that where everybody's getting up that really sort of unlocked this for me because first yeah. time i read it i really was like well that yeah. was all right weird. neil gaiman that was weird <laughs> uh but i haven't read this in a while but if you but the the first big page or the first page on the detective comics issue so the beginning yeah. of part two yeah. uh there's a part where it's three panels and it's three different people sort of standing in front of batman's coffin paying their respects and talking about him yeah. uh but the th- and the the thing that i didn't catch the first time i read this and the thing that unlocked it for me now awesome. is if you look yep. in the coffin it's a different batman it's each different time batman. yeah like the first that. time it's commissioner gordon talking and that's definitely dark knight batman yeah. like dark knight returns batman and then it's uh it's uh poison, poison ivy, ivy coming up and it's like long, long pointy ears like yeah. scary 80s batman Batman, and then it's uh, and then it's Azrael coming up, and it's like '90s, you know, terrible Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and so it uh, it, and so I was like, oh, I get it. So everybody's sort of paying their respects to their version of Batman, and it's sort of paying respects in general to the idea that this is a character that's constantly changing depending on you know what era we're in and who's writing him and who's drawing him and then who the villains are and things like that. And so it's yeah. it's kind of neat because you don't see that really acknowledged inside of comics a lot mm-hmm. uh especially you know somebody such a such a ridiculous history of like darkness and then extreme silliness and then really really darkness and then sort of dark silliness like it's all the craziness that batman's gone through it's kind of interesting to to have them acknowledge all of it mm-hmm. you know and i know grant morrison does in his you know grant morrison way yeah but this is this is the the totally wacky sort of directly commingles without the, well, it's totally wacky because everybody's on drugs. Yeah. Well, what I thought was really cool about it was where you have, why did I say cool? Like Grant Morrison. What that, what I thought was really cool about it. Um, what I thought was really cool about it was when all the quote villains or where everyone was talking about it and talking about like his death. Um, when you get to the point where they're all kind of doing it in one or two panels. Mm-hmm is you see what Batman represented to each other character. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's really important because you can, 
in in all these like books and stuff, you can have be like, okay, here's what Batman represents during this time period, during this time period, or whatever, you know. And you, you see that with Dark Knight, you know, in like the eighties and and or Dark Knight Returns in the eighties, um, but you don't often see it. I think from the villain's point of view, and mm-hmm. or the other characters' point of views. And the the thing was like, uh, Clayface. You yeah. know, where you see Clayface like breaking down and, you know, where he says like, I'm not worth saving. And then like, you know, he's talking about what Batman said. And he's like, he said, every everyone's worth it, you know, and that's kind of cool because you don't always see that, you know, you have the whole like, okay, well, you know, he represents, you know, fighting back, taking, you know, a personal stance or he represents, you know, upholding the law like as it's written or this or that. But from the villain point of view, you don't always see what it means. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of cool because you get to see what each villain represents like up front or each other character because also you see Rob and you see Bullock, you know, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. You know, what drives them is the Batman and what the, what he means to them. Word. Um, Alan, you haven't said anything. <clears throat> yeah, I'll let Alan say his piece. Unleash your fury. And then I want to ask everybody what they thought about the ending. But Alan, unleash your fury. I'll roll. I'll roll my thoughts about the ending into this because I don't think it's fair that we had to read this as a as a issue uh, because I think we should have read it as first prints. I feel like <laughs> every fair. I feel like every art uh, every time Ian you tried to 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 sell me on Batman you should have been pulling from this. Oh, okay. I feel like this and and this is big up like. This is Neil Gaiman's writing. Like reading mm. this, if you didn't tell me who the author was and you had me read it, I probably would have pulled out a couple names. But that top three would have been Neil Gaiman because this is a very poetic, uh, story-driven. Here's the clues, and then he hits you with the very end. Right? That's mm-hmm. a very, very Neil Gaiman thing to do. And I really, really like Neil Gaiman. Now, I really like this book. To be honest, this, wow. both these issues I were really it. good. Technically, actually, I'm going to give the credit to Ryan on this one because. <laughs> In a way, I didn't win. Ryan's the first one. He's like, "Have you read these?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "You should read these." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I, I will admit to to actually, I was I was really close to tearing up at some parts at the very oh, end. Holy crap! Batman almost made Alan cry. But it wasn't Batman oh. because he wasn't the one doing the thing. It was what everybody mm. was talking about That's and true. what Batman represented, which in 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 my personal experience is what a lot of other things represent almost sort of kind of what Green Lantern represents, which mm-hmm. is the do not give up thing, right? Yeah. So like Chewie was saying, everybody was taught giving their own accounts, but it really, and they emphasized at the very end really hard is Batman is the the do not give up, must go on, uh, that thing. And I feel like it's a little bit of a disservice in this particular book to, to gloss over it when we have three other books in this group to talk about. But long story short, um, I thought that the overall story was really cool. I thought it was presented really well. I really liked the the sort of meta piece it together as you go type deal. Um, but I thought the ending didn't hit hard enough. I thought that the ending um, was trying to be very sentimental and, and sort of like what Ryan said in the very beginning, a, a transition piece, um, saying goodbye to the Batman of this run and hello to the Batman of the next run. But I thought that it came off a little... Like... It, like Came in like a lion and out like a lamb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it promised a lot and then didn't quite deliver on the end. Even though the impact was still there, the impact for me was in the middle. Um, so, like I said, this book, I, I really, I actually really enjoyed reading this book. And I think that if you'd only brought the one issue, Ian, like the first one, mm-hmm. I probably would have gone out and got the second one. Well, this is the only way I could be sure you read both. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Uh, that's a good call. Um, but as far as the book goes, I think this is a really good book. And anybody that doesn't quite understand Batman in in most sense uh, senses should read this because I think it nails it. Um, now it doesn't really do a whole lot for me as far as liking the character anymore, but it does. It is like I said, what your argument should be for people who don't yeah. understand Batman. Uh, what do you guys think, guys? When when he's with his mom and he's reading the book again mm-hmm. in space, mm-hmm. and he's saying goodbye and goodnight to everything. <sighs> Did you oh, read man, it as Christopher night Walken moon? from The Simpsons? No, I read it as Goodnight Moon. No. Yeah, well, that, yes. that's goodnight, Moon. Yeah. <laughs> goodnight, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> goodnight, Gotham. <laughs> Hanging under the moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, no, dude, uh, that was like, jeez, man. I remember just reading that, and I was thinking... It was heavy, and I, I just thought, I'm like, I hope this is what death's like. <laughs> like, that's not something I like to think about very often, to yeah, be honest. Either. But reading that, I'm like, there was something just so comforting about that. Yeah. That, like, made me, like, not to bring it down, but, like, it made me okay with, like, death, kind of. Um you know, and I don't know, maybe it's because like, you're like, oh, he's bored again. It's like, yes, another chance to, to, <laughs> to like live again and yeah. avenge. Uh, but it was just awesome. It was just like the whole like thought of like destiny. Like, you know, you, you do this because it's what you're always meant to do. And no matter what, no matter what comes next, you're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. That is what you are. Your reward is you are the Batman. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Ryan, <laughs> Martha Wayne. Dropping the mic. <clears throat> well, okay, Ryan, I'm going to let you do your thoughts, and I'm going to say mine, and then we'll we'll head out. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's you know, a lot of what you guys have said. It's This is, I mean, this is comics is literature right there, if you want to do that thing. <laughs> um, but, like, I love the I love the goodnight moon kind of, good, mm-hmm. you know, saying goodnight to the Batman, to the Batman universe. And then, but it, I think the ending is, yeah, I mean, it's a, tra- it's, this is the transitional book. The ending is just, yeah. but I think it more than that, it's just saying that we're always going to have a Batman, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and it's always going to, and to a certain extent, it's always going to be rebooted. There's always going to be something new, something different. It's always going to be changing, but that's okay. Yeah. Like a lot. I, yeah. And I mean, I, I think there's two sides of it. I'm going to go with the Chewy, uh, the Chewy side last. We'll go with Ryan's side first. This yeah. panel. Yeah, I know. It's great. The one with like Martha's face <clears throat> and like space. And yeah. Batman just floating there, and then he's got like the book. And, I like, by oh. the way, that they picked Martha instead of Thomas Wayne. You feel yeah. like like any other baby would like, oh, and then his dad comes and tells him. So I like that they picked his mom because it's more. I guess it's more comforting in that sense. Like it seems like it's more peaceful that way, which is weird. But I think maybe it's a maybe it's that's being a boy. Maybe if it was a maybe if it was you know a Batgirl story, and you know Commissioner Gordon came in, it'd be different. But um, going with Ryan's point, I agree. I think that the idea that People say when they when they see something like I don't know like I'll, I'll pick the most current example that I can think of the new Ninja Turtles movie that oh my god that's awful it destroyed my childhood no that version of that character still exists those versions mm-hmm. of those characters mm-hmm. still exist it's just this version isn't that but this could be for somebody else what that was for you but you have to remember 
you know, there's going to be new iterations of things. And I know you're an American consumer and you want more <laughs> of the same, but sometimes you only get a little bit. You know, I was talking about that with Freaks and Geeks the other day. As great as that show is, if there was a second season, I'm be I don't know, might be bad. Yeah. So the fact that there's just that one and we got that, that should be more than a gift. And that kind of transitions into what Chewie was saying. This made me when I read this, I teared up because I kind of became okay with death because the idea that like you know what your reward was for doing all these things, Bruce, for being Batman. For you know what your reward is. You got to be Batman. Like you get to be Batman. Like yeah. the idea that you know what your reward is for for living your li- living this life that you're living. You get to live, you get your, to life. live your life. Like you got yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Like this is. So there is like basically my point here is you only you sometimes only you might only get one shot at this. So there's no reason to not chase your wildest dreams. Do it. <laughs> be Batman. Go be Batman. Don't be well. Don't be Batman. Everyone. <laughs> Go be, be Batman. Batman. No, but it's true. Batman. It's like the idea that, like, you know, your goal, your your reward that we know that we all know 100% for certain is that we, we get to live this life. And, yeah, we what, this. and you know, there may be something after it, may not be. We won't go into that discussion, but we all know we get to live this life. So make it a good one, I guess. That's, I guess, that's my, my goal. That's my final thought. All Thank right. you for joining this, us today. This is a good on, episode, yeah. On Ian Done. Springer. Right. Uh, that was right. a good first Prince, guys. I guess we should uh, move on to character compendium. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, maybe maybe we'll Batman. I don't know. Maybe we can maybe we can we can have a debate. Maybe we can talk about it another time more. Maybe we'll we'll sit on it and come back. Maybe we could revisit things. Why not? Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Neil Gaiman do more Batman. Yeah, I know. Neil Gaiman um, just do more everything. Yeah. That's the yeah. So you're, you're a good writing guy. Moving away from from Batman, I I, I feel. I feel a little bit of a victory today, but um, moving away from <laughs> Batman and moving into uh, Ryan's book, uh, I believe is next, right, Ryan? Uh, you, yes, you me. Yes. Ryan, tell us about the book that you brought for us this time. Sure, I brought a book called I Zombie. Um, you Zombie? Yeah, I Zombie. It came we out zombie? in well, but What's the book called? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no way out of that. Uh, it's it's more like iRobot than like iPod. I Zombie. Yes. Uh, you Zombie. He, all, she, we Zombie. zombie. It's first grade. Come on. <laughs> I don't get it. Sorry. Don't uh, get really? Reference. You don't get the SpongeBob reference? I mean, I know who SpongeBob is. Wow. Oh, boy. He's that pink star guy, right? He's that uh, cheese guy, right? Anyway. He's, he's <laughs> he's that, yeah, he's the cheese, right? He's an underwater he's cheese. Underwater I am cheese. the cheese. <laughs> I am the best character <laughs> on the show. <laughs> that I don't get. Oh, man. Uh, that's the best life. episode of Rockers Modern Life ever with Wacky Deli. Oh, oh yeah. I zombie. I zombie. It is a it is a book. Written by Chris Roberson and drawn by perennial favorite Mike Allred. Ooh, uh, it's a poster over there. It is. Um, I mean, it's it's actually it's probably one of my top comics. This is one of my favorite books. Really? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know the. It's. I've uh, I've collected a lot of it, and it's one of those books that I'm trying to get all of. And I just really like the story, and I love Mike Allred art, and yeah. So things. What do you guys think? So wants to go first. So We're it's about a lady a zombie. Show. Yeah. It's about a lady zombie. That's true. Uh who works as a grave digger. Uh-huh. That's true. And she has to eat brains once a month, otherwise she becomes shambling undead. Yes. Um but then she inherits people's memories. And and has to deal with their unfinishedness. Because they nag at her until she does. So that you would say would you agree that that's the main plot of this book? Yes. Then why is all of that told you in the last two pages <laughs> of the entire book? Because that's the main plot of the first few issues, but the book kind of goes a lot more places To paint than that the eventually. world, Alan. That's why. It's an exposition. Yeah. I, I do not, like I said, story. I don't mind exposition as long as it's done well. I was just like, and, and I was getting into the exposition, 
But I mean, I would have been a lot more excited had they had they said that up front and then done the exposition because like I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Okay, that's cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the whole wear terrier guy and the <laughs> and the vampires that make an appearance let's, for a whole two pages. Let's talk about the wear terrier guy. <laughs> I'm gonna direct this at Chewy. Chewy, do you feel like did that did that whole like area make you feel like garbage because it made me feel like yeah. garbage yeah this i'm gonna read this because he's such a nice guy book. no 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 <laughs> uh he's talking she's talking about how well this guy this guy who's this were terrier is like a werewolf but he turns into a terrier instead um she's talking about how like she like she he bought her this like like rare action figure that she mentioned like liking as a kid and like he like scouted for it and found it for her and then she says the following quote a girl tells him one thing she's interested in and they latch on like leeches bleeding it dry it would be so cute if it wasn't so sad i'm like my heart bro- I've everything I've been doing is wrong <laughs> that's what I felt like it's it, like you try to be yeah. nice by being like I pay attention here how do I make you. you happy zombie girl <laughs> just tell me do you want my brains Jesus. I wasn't here. no I was I was I was choking the mic but I was choking right. as if I was holding a, like, like a glass or a bottle I wouldn't do that well she's dead anyway it doesn't matter wow. anyway <laughs> no fair enough but it was like I was just like oh man like Ouch! That yeah. hurt. Like that well, hurt to read. I was clearly, like, oh. he's a big dork. He's got I, the brain of a dog. I, I mean, that's, I that's true. I read it and I thought, huh? Would you look at that? That's what I've been doing wrong. Huh. It took me twenty-seven years <laughs> to figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> Where was this book when I uh, was hey, like? You can be 14. forgiven for the first couple of years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By Just the way, the first uh, two. <laughs> Ryan, I believe that our uh, question about flat colors comes in on this book. Yes, uh, uh, this is a. This with is, the uh, the whole all red connection and the flat oh, colors, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, there's some gradient. Uh, there's some gradient shades in here, but oh, I think sure. ultimately this is kind of what you like the it most. It looks like a cartoon. It looks like a car- like a cartoon TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just pointing so, that out. So I have a random question now. Oh no, Alan, I have a quite random question, Ryan. Um, yeah. This is a Are we interchangeable book. now? No, this is a Vertigo <laughs> book. Does this take place in the DC universe? Not no. that I'm aware. Of. Okay, just it takes place in its own sort of pocket universe. Okay, cool. So like like American Vampire does too. Cool. Yeah, good to know. Especially from around the same period. Because Vertigo sometimes Vertigo, if you guys don't know, is like DC's imprint for like kind of more artsy books. Kind of like they're they're kind of offshoot of trying to do what what well they did it before, but do what Image does now. But they've been doing it for a lot longer. And some of those books cross over into the DC universe, and some of them don't. So that's why I ask. Um, but yeah, well, I mean. Do we need to talk about the art? Because it's Mike Allred. Mike Allred's fantastic. We've read a bunch of Mike Allred. It's I love good. his it's art. Just, and and there's Mike Allred equals good. Yeah. I feel like the other Mike Allred books that we've drawn though haven't been. I feel like this this art is a little more adult. It is. Yeah. I was about to say there's some surprise boobies. There is, but, well, but so only sort of side, side, side boobs. Yeah, silhouetted. And there's yeah. there's you know some gore, some there is zombie some brains. Yeah, but I feel like that's brain. implied with the word zombie. I don't know if there's sure. gonna be a word. Uh, but a, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't that in in uh, what other Mike Allred stuff have we read? In, um, in, in Silver Surfer. No, that's true. There was not. Nobody's <laughs> so, guts got torn out in that book. That's true. Nobody's brains were eaten. Um, I do. Uh, I do. What was I gonna say? Um. No, that would have been a weird. I do a, a de cha cha. If yeah. that happened, <laughs> if like if he like pulls up, he's like, "I need your brains it's for Galactus." <laughs> um, by the, that's what I was gonna say. By the way, I told you this. Did you guys know that Chucks Mike Allred book. makes a very brief appearance in the beginning of the movie Chasing Amy? I just watched it again the other day because it, it takes place at a comic convention. That has has the best line ever. He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He goes, uh, "You know, I, you know, I, I love Chow Yun Fat, but I just don't think he's right to play a madman." <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, oh, that's Mike Allred. Now that I know what he looks like, I'm like, oh, that's absolutely Mike Allred. Yeah. Like, duh. Guys, can we just talk about how like messed up would it be if like you ate a person? First of all, you ate a person. Second person's of all, brain. well, they're dead, well, so they I don't mean, know. Yeah, but still, like, that's. Would you eat a person's brain? If I was a zombie and I had to maintain my life force to do that, yeah, I guess. How I'd messed have to. up is it though that it's like to do that? Like, you're you're punished for it essentially yeah. by being yeah. like, well, now you got to deal with this. Yep. <laughs> Remember how this person died under like suspect circumstances? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's your problem now. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if every hamburger you ate was like, avenge me. Avenge me. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, more now, like, I don't know if by saying that you're suggesting that when I eat a cow's flesh that that happens, or that you're suggesting that the quality of meat I eat is probably cow brains being mushed. Yeah, up. I was about to say, I, I think, I think the, the key here, too, is that it's true. Too, I think the key here is that it's brains. Yeah. Like it, it's supposed to be analogous, like memories and. Well, but I mean, at the same time, it's brains because she's a zombie. Because if same, she just yeah. ate like flesh, maybe it would still happen. And at the I same time, know. I don't know what's I've in never, those Taco Bell tacos. To be honest, it could I've be. It could be never, eyes or butts or who knows. I <laughs> tell you, it sounds like they're talking. They're talking when they're coming out. That's just, <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys ever <laughs> ate? Wow. Brains? No, not not any, not knowingly. Not no. that I'm aware of. No. Any sort. Not knowingly. I ate cow tongue once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had eaten that. cow tongue before. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I've, I can't remember if I've ever eaten brains. I know tongue I've didn't eaten, taste like much. I've eaten like an entire crab. So yeah. the brains were probably part of that. Yeah, you, like, no, crabs have ganglia. They did don't you, have brains. Did you eat All his right. soul? Did you feel you ingest <laughs> Why well, didn't kill him? Oh. Eating crabs. So soul. that's the only way you could do it is if you kill it and then eat it. That's the only yeah. way you get their soul. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Right at the moment of death, you have to suck it out of one of its legs. <laughs> Actually, I think it's the claw. This glowing oh, the circle. Claw. I, I think you have to defeat it in battle. Okay, yeah. yeah. You tear the claw off and use it to impale it. Right. Yeah, and then you can suck out the soul, which is like a little yellow glowing ball. Through, through, the, <laughs> through, through the, the claw, like a straw. Yeah. yeah. Straw this claw. is only for, for, for blue <laughs> Atlantic straw. crabs, though. Claw straw. The process straw is claw? different for Pacific crabs. <laughs> King, king crabs. King crabs are a whole. That. Yeah, let's oh, not even gosh, go down yeah, that spider route. Spider crabs, man, you have to sword fight those guys. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, wait, wait, wait. What kind of sword fighting are we talking here? Uh, uh, with a, with a big metal sword, okay. or the little Ooh. plastic swords from. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. the little cocktail yeah. swords. Um, I, I feel like the cocktail was... swords are like a rite of passage for some tribes. <laughs> like, kill the spider crab with the plastic sword. <laughs> You want the blue or the green? <laughs> now you are a Is man. Is there a pink one? <laughs> no. Um, I thought that's when I started that. having doubts about Randy. Hey, so we were <laughs> talking about cool a comic book. book. Yes. I thought it was a cool book, man. I, I thought liked there it. was some humor in it. The art, obviously, fantastic. Um, I, I, I side with Alan. I wish I would have seen more zombie stuff earlier on. Fair. Um, that's coming from a guy who doesn't like zombies. That's true. I, I do I do really like zombies. So <laughs> this was pretty cool. I got to see some brain eating, which is awesome because like in Walking Dead, I don't think we see much brain eating, man. No, yes and no, like but I mean, not a lot. They, they eat the everything, the right? They're more modern style zombies where it's not just the brain. The, they yeah, want. they're like, you know, let's not waste what we're given. Waste not what not. Yeah, exactly. Um I, I, I really enjoyed the book actually. I mean I, I understand what your your point is about the about the backstory, I mean, but I it think doesn't, it doesn't make me like the book less. I'm just like, if I could make, if I could give one note, I'd be like, hey man, maybe a little bit of zombie before. Not, sure. it doesn't even have to be like now it's zombie time. Just like a little hint 
earlier because you knew it was going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, come on, let, let me see it. Just let me see it real quick. And then, like, like, just, like, like, if she were to open her fridge when she gets like that water, like maybe there's like a little, I know she doesn't like leftovers and where it's old or something, but just yeah. like, I don't know, like a finger in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I like the idea that, well, here's the thing. I like the idea that they, and this seems very like just the type of Mike Allred book. I don't see him doing like a super uber violent thing like that, like or super uber zombie right off the bat. I think he, he has to build this kind of quirky alternative world, or at least that's the type of, the writing I see in this very yeah. kind of, I don't know. Or did he write this? Or no, but, but like, but, but that's the, when I see him as an artist, I typically know the writing will be kind of a weird, quirky offbeat sort of things for most things I've read by Mike Allred um, or with Mike Allred involved in them rather. Um, but I, I, I didn't dislike it. I like that we created a world. It's like, okay, there's not just zombies, there's vampires and there's, there's where, Terriers and ghosts and monster hunters and monster hunters and all this stuff. So like it paints a little bit of a world for me. It shows me there's more to this than just this. But I but I can understand. Um, but Did I, you say that there's more than meets the eye? Oh god, um, <laughs> I don't think there's any I, robots. I think, in this book. I think if they put I think if they put the brain thing up front, you wouldn't have a reason to keep reading. I mean, they, it would be it would seem kind of off balance. I guess if you if you have to have that brain thing in the book where they put it is smarter than putting it up front. Well, I think I think the because the, then you have to then all that exposition. Where do you? Where's that cliffhanger moment to get them to come back? Yeah, I think the brain thing is kind of like a kind of like a red herring because the book it doesn't end up being like a police procedural crime a week kind of book. No, Um, and I think that's one of and see, Alan, it's funny because if you've seen the commercial for the show that they're making. That's like the first thing that they mentioned right off the bat is she's got to eat a brain and then solve the unfinished business. Because that's the hook, man. But yeah, I know. I mean, that's, but, I, but I mean, like that's that the would line be, between TV and comics, though. Yeah, but I mean, that would be sort of dishonest with the rest of the book because right. the book more deals with this, you know, town in Oregon that is now infested is with vampires and has zombies and also has. You know, like we meet a lady who may or may not be Frank and the Bride of Frankenstein, and we oh. meet another guy who may or may not be a zombie who's from ancient egypt and like so basically he's the mummy mummy. yeah (laughs) like like we meet all the all the monsters in the subsequent books and Mm. so it's Mm. more focused on that and less focused on eating brains and solving Mm. i'd be down for that cool well um, you had a question yeah i don't recall what my question was good question oh by the way i didn't mention for this but i'm assuming you do this too um when it comes to batman those batman issues you can find those pretty relatively easy it's dc so you can yeah. find them digitally if you'd like to as well as they have a nice hardcover collection. they have a nice hardcover collect yeah hardcover collection the two you could probably find the individual issues if but you're gonna have to look you're gonna have to go on some hunts i mean it's not it's not impossible it's not impossible you know but you just can, like if you know which numbers you're looking for yeah. you know to look in batman and you look in detective you'll find it yep iZombie, however. Uh, <laughs> iZombie is put up by Vertigo, which is DC. Uh, the first issue was a dollar. For some reason, they were doing like a, all DC first issues are a dollar this month. And I wouldn't doubt they would probably see a sale coming soon with the show coming, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it's a available in trades. Uh, it's available digitally. Um, Good luck finding issues. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys <laughs> seen the uh, Thanks, trailer Reminder. for it? Uh, yeah, I, I watched it. Did you watch the trailer for yeah, it? Yeah, I watched the trailer for I it. This it, makes me more interested than that does. The trailer, it seems like they're doing things a little bit different in the show. She's got a friend who works at the morgue. I don't know if yeah. one of her friends is a ghost or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do a were-terrier or just make him a straight-up werewolf. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Is it going to be Seth Green? I don't Because it so. should be. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Seth Green's busy with... That's a Buffy <laughs> reference. With stuff. Um, uh, yeah. 
So, uh, so that's iZombie. Uh, I so, zombie. so moving away from iZombie, moving to Alan's book. Alan, what did you bring this time? Tell so us about it. I brought a book uh, that is called Lookouts May We Die in the Forest. Um, now, this is an interesting book because it was, uh, it was actually created by Jerry Holkins and Mike Ruhulik from Penny Arcade. Um, they kinda, also known as Gabe and Tycho. Gabe and Tycho. Uh, you know, it, it's cool because they do a... Uh, they do a bunch of side stuff. Um, they'll along with their main strip, and they have a secondary strip called the trenches, and then they have uh, little side stories. There's one called um, uh, Automata, which is like a noir style detective, but the it's partner robots. is a robot. Um, and there's another one I forget what it's called, um, but it's a guy like a cowboy who can't die. Um, so they keep trying to kill him. They're like, "Why won't you die, Mister?" And uh, so they do <laughs> these side Jones things. So it's it's basically. Die. Jonah Hex. Right. It's, it's interesting. Um, but it's I always like when they branch out and they do that kind of stuff. So uh, this one is sort of like the Boy Scouts meets Rangers in Lord of the Rings. Like if you were a Boy Scout troop that learned how to kill monsters. Um, and in this particular village, you were brought up so to learn how to do with. these things. So it was, uh, it was penciled by uh, Rob Mamarts and written by Ben McCool. Uh, I still think it's the coolest last name ever. Mm-hmm. Um, We've read something else by Ben McCool, haven't we? I feel like it's a name that's come up before. There's yeah. an Irish folk hero called McCool. Yeah, but I know we've read some. That name sounds familiar. We should um, go check our backlog. We'll look it up. Um, but yeah, so it, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of in the style that um, uh, that Mike drew it in. Uh, so it's very cartoony and very kind of webcomic-y looking. Um, but I think the story is really cool. So I want to know what you guys think. I really liked it actually. I thought it was good. I, I actually I, I was I was intrigued to read more. I was like, oh please get to that troll. Yeah, right. I really want to solve riddles. <laughs> um, yeah, I was hoping and that, that Sphinx part was brutal. Right? Yeah, the beginning I did not expect that. Me. Yeah, because yeah, it just because that thing murders children. It's like your answer is incorrect. I am a robot Sphinx. He's not really a robot. He's not a robot. But he, he has the logic awesome. of a robot. He has the logic of a robot. He's, um, like a, he's a he's a Did anyone actually figure out the riddle, by the way? Or do robots have the logic of Sphinx? Oh. Uh, Hold on, let me read the riddle. Uh, read the riddle real quick. I did not read figured out, and I was wondering if you guys. The thought. glass road is long and winding, hidden and undiscovered. But one man stands at its end. How can this be? And then the two like six year olds are trying to be like, let's figure it out, and of course they get eaten. So because like, <laughs> they're like, our answers are dumb. <laughs> it's magic. Nope. <laughs> nice try though. It's lightning. The road is lightning. The man is a tree being struck by lightning. See, sphinxes are unfair. It, you can't be a riddle and like an allegory at the same time. I, I don't actually know if that's true. But the other, the other classic sphinx riddle is what walks on four legs in the morning, two yeah. legs in the afternoon, and three legs in the evening. Yeah, which is it's a man, man over time. Yeah. Assuming Turns he has out to wear man. a cane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What was that? It's, it's a Futurama joke. Yeah. Oh. It's, a, it's a Futurama slash... <laughs> Twilight, um, Zone Twilight Zone joke. That's funny. It turns out it's man. Scary dog. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I told yeah, my the, dad that the cookbook thing. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, but it, I mean, the art in this thing is really, really cool because, like I said, it has that very. Um, uh, it's really cartoony, but it has it. a lot of texture in the color. Yeah, it's like in this, in the, the fourth or fifth, maybe it's the sixth page in. Oh, 12, apparently. 12th 12, <laughs> page in uh, with the shot of the village and all the monsters and the people in the village and stuff. It's like really detailed and really cool. Mm hmm. Um, and I wasn't really expecting that, but from it's this still book. not trying at all to be photorealistic. It's still really, really no, 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 no. It's not going to be. Yeah. But that's my thing. But I like so. that. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I really like the, this concept. Like I would watch a TV show. Right. I would it make my kids watch really a TV awesome. show based on this. It sounds just like such a cool idea. 
<laughs> it's like, do you want to earn a badge? Kill a sphinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they talk That's about like, like at the in the back matter of the book, they talk about like one of the uh, one of the badges is like the tree shepherding badge or whatever, right. and it's uh, like, I get it. And then it, the and then like the highest level of the badge is like you are you know basically a half tree human yeah you know it's like and it says something about be warned the mastery of the this badge known to change a lookout in unexpected ways it's I, like, I feel Whoa. like i feel like this book has a lot of world building in it yeah it does this is, yeah this is rad dude I, like i got to the end of it and was like no more because <laughs> like i wanted to see him get to the troll not necessarily because like oh man the troll because part of me was like Okay, well, that's just supposed to be a test, right? You know, if I had one dis like one thing to be disappointed about in this book is that it ended too soon. I think, yeah, yeah, like, I'll give you this that. This is one of those books that could have been like a 30, 40 pager, and it would have just like just flown. I have thirty four pages on mine. Yeah, yeah, but so. it's got it's got a good. You know, nine. Oh, pages I mean, it's got a lot of back matter. Yeah, yeah I guess. But I mean, of just like story, like it could have been forty pages, and you just float, like fly through it. I right. Think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I did read awesome this really quickly. Yeah, character design was very uh, quote web comicy, mm. but the way that it was used wasn't web comicy. Like it felt like a print book, definitely, and right. a lot of that could have been due to the color and texture to it. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool because it, it's a style you don't see very often. I, th- I think they use it like really that. well. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was well done. Faux show. The two, the two answers I found, by the way, doing some research on this. Somebody said it was a mirror. So the glass road is long and winding. There's one man says the end. How can this be? It's a mirror because you're looking. Oh, okay. interesting. Um, or the other person said, obviously, more obviously, it's death, and that's what it is. We all will meet death at the end. That's what you I could answer that with any riddle. Yeah, it's true. Um, but there's not. It's it's, not be an official answer. Who's there? Death. <laughs> that's not a well, riddle, though. That's a joke. I will tell you that there are six issues. Um, oh, good. So we can we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that somewhere in the next five issues they will because uh, I got this one for free in a bundle that we got. It was. Uh, it was something last summer, I think. I think um, yeah, Comicsology handed yeah, it out. Comicsology did a bunch. I think might might have been Comic Con week, but uh, so this one for me was free. But there are six issues on Comicsology you can buy, um, and I'm really considering picking up the other five because this I, book I was super fun. I think I will. I have to go on a, a plane flight soon, so I need some stuff to read. Oh so yeah, I'm absolutely. I, I'm gonna pick this up and just read it for funsies uh, as soon as I have money. <laughs> <laughs> it really, you really, do need money. really, really made me want to play Magic like it immediately, oh, and man. I was like, "Oh, where's Alan?" <laughs> you <could laughs> texted me, man. It would come over. Yeah, I, no, I it was ma- late at night. I have Magic. Yeah, cards. but you don't like playing Magic. I do too. I had a lot of fun playing Magic. Nobody ever invites Ryan to play Magic. Does you know Ryan play Magic? allowed? See? Moving forward. <laughs> we all had different answers. <laughs> wait, wait. No, we're settling this. Ryan, do you play Magic? I haven't played in a long time. Do you want to play? Sure. Do you have cards? No. Okay. Would That's... you play Magic if we played it with a K? I don't understand. Magic? It's evil if it's Magic with a K. Anyways. I thought it was a character from Marvel Comics. Yeah, oh. that, to me, that just sounds like something a Final Fantasy game would do. Magique. So they can like no, it's what change Grant Morrison it does to yeah, right? get powers. Anyway, uh, so moving forward, Chewie, you're the last one today. What book did you bring and why? And awesome. How? Where? And awesome. Okay. Um, I brought in what a way? book that was, I guess, one of the New Year's resolutions slash challenges, <laughs> I think, uh, uh, p- like <laughs> proposed to me. Yes. Um, it was um, time that I brought a book that was 
for Churin's. Ooh. So I brought a Churin's. Was this really a Churin's book? book? I think it's a Churin's friendly book. Uh, yeah, it's based Cartoon off, Network. It's, it has a Cartoon Network logo on the bottom corner. Uh, I would that's argue. A, okay. So <laughs> this, this, show was made, this show is made for kids. It's yes. a book put out by IDW, mm-hmm. uh, written by uh, Jim Zub, and is drawn by uh, Soriano. Um, I'm blanking on his first name right now, but Andy. he did the actual Andy original Suriano. artwork. Art, Andy Suriano. He did the original artwork or character design for the show Samurai Jack. Yeah. And Samurai we all Jack. love Samurai Jack. No, Samurai so um, I thought I'd bring it. I've been interested in reading this for a long time, partially because I like reading things that Jim Zub has written about writing, oh, even mm-hmm. though I've never read anything by Jim Zub. But I've read his stuff about writing, and it's interesting. So I thought, oh, man, that's cool. And here it is. So you have Samurai Jack, and he's being Samurai Jack. Go. Dude, I love oh, Samurai man. Jack. So do I. I love this book. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. The so art, good. the story. I love the first page. You get you get the Samurai Jack intro on the first page. Oh, yeah. Just like like word show. for word. It's the intro to every episode. It's great. I mean, if you like, if you're a fan of the show, I mean, no, I mean, don't wait. Go get this and read it as soon as you can. Um, but even if awesome. you're not, it, even if you're it not, gives it's you a lot enough of fun. that you that yeah. you because I've watched, like I've watched a good amount of the show, but not coherently. Yeah, uh, I just sort of watched random episodes, and I mm-hmm. never. Like, They're not really connected usually. Yeah, they're usually one offs. But so, but this was great. This is so like I love the art because this is the same guy who did comics, Cosmic Scoundrels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's sort of like that, but. Maybe even more stylized. Yeah, and yeah. Samurai Jack definitely has its very own like style, and I was wondering if he was the same artist for the show because like it would be really hard to create new characters in that very specific style. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you were if you were somebody that was just copying mm-hmm. uh, the Samurai right. Jack style, mm-hmm. that's what I really liked about this art. Is it's dirty? Like it's, yeah. this, this is really dirty art. But Did it you notice works. That the gutters are off white. Yeah, yeah. It makes it look like a like an like an old. A lot of the gutters are off white. Like an old or something. And it has a lot, of that, has a lot of that like that bleeding out into the gutters, like a lot of like we were seeing in, in Wolverine. The pan- has that same sort of like when we read yeah. the Wolverine Frank Miller stuff. The panels look like they're done in fountain pen. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. very likely. Absolutely. Oh, you mean like the actual outlines of the panels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. You're right. Yeah, and some well, of the I mean, pages like, too have different have different gutters too. Simple, like for example, oh this yeah, one right on at the beginning. What page uh, five? Um, first of all, you see the top panel, like it doesn't really fit into a panel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, they do that a lot. It goes into the book. gutter and like bleeds out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the but colors then, bleed out too. On top of that, you also have on the bottom panel, like the lines from his sleeve actually come out of the panel. And it's mm-hmm. not like showing emotion or doing this or that. It, it's just like a, a sloppy pen stroke, which you know, is awesome because it gives it this character that a lot of other books don't have. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking through this right now. I don't know if there's one panel where there is, well, okay, there may be two or three panels in here where everything fits neatly in the box. I think there in pretty much every panel, it bleeds outside of the panel. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah I can't it makes the one. book seem a little more active. It, it does. does. Yeah. A little more dynamic in that sense. Guys, who was your favorite guy that he fought in the gladiator battles? Because uh, <laughs> mine's the Wolverine guy. Yeah, I was about to say the guy that's supposed to be Wolverine because he has <laughs> claws coming head out of his claw, head. The stabbest. He's like, I'm the best. I, I have to probably say Robotinsky. I have to say Robotinsky, the butt blaster, because the word butt blaster was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I like There's the cactus a sign of this guy because book, after he gets yep. shot, he's just like, dude, that hurt. Like, can I get a doctor? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I got shot. <laughs> I can like I the, go home? Can I go home? I like the club of fire. 
Because, come on, he's the club of fire. Oh, um, like the Clary, significant the fist? The significant <laughs> fist. That was pretty good, too. Um, I don't know. What would you guys think about this? Because, like you said, you know, you're like, oh, was it really a, a kid's book? It, re- it saying, reads like, like yeah. the show, honestly. It, it reads. I mean, it, yes, it's a kid's book. And I will tell you why. I mean, there's some parts that are dialogue, but there's a lot of just looking. There's a lot of just stuff to look at. So, like, I, I went back into Sonic the Hedgehog Ian Brain where I was like, I just want to look at pictures in a book that are cool. And, like, he would have loved this. <laughs> he would have been like, look, at, he just would have looked back and forth the panels over and over again and just looked at the pages over and over again without even reading the words just to kind of get the idea. Because I think, was, I think you can even get the idea of this book without reading oh, a lot yeah, of words. Absolutely. Like, I mean, there's a lot of exhibition in the beginning, but with, oh, the, yeah. with, the, with the action stuff, oh, yeah, it's great. Ryan, what was that stupid reference you just made? Which one? I got shot. Can I go home? Oh, it's it's. Uh, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go? Oh home? yeah, so it was uh, Emperor's yeah. New Groove. Nice. That was gonna bug you, huh? <laughs> it was gonna so, kill me. <laughs> I would let my kids read this. I would let both of my children read this. Something book. that I think was pretty awesome was when I first started reading it. There was a little part of me initially that was a little disappointed because uh-huh. okay. when like the the very first uh, page uh, after the little intro where you see him walking. And it's just broken up and he's getting closer and closer and it's like silent. And because that show, there was a lot of silence. Like it was there was almost mm-hmm. no dialogue in the There's show. Very, very, very little dialogue, you know, and very little from him. So they got that where he doesn't say much, but there's a lot more like dialogue here. And I get it, you know, it's not a like um it's not film, it's not TV, it's not a video, it's something that you read, you turn the page with it. So you have to do it differently. It's a different yeah. medium, even though it's a visual medium. But what I thought was really cool was how you do have that appeal in the visual for mm-hmm. the adults and for people who are familiar with the show. And you also do pull in the kids with some of the fun little jokes and dialogue. So the whole scene where he has to fight all the guys at the same time. Mm-hmm. Their names, yeah, you know, yeah. their names and like the little things they're saying, and where the guy's like, "Ow, ow, ow, stop it!" You know, <laughs> he's like, "I'm the best, I'm the best," and like stuff like that. Like I'm reading that, and I'm like, "Man, like you know, for a little kid, this is awesome." They're like the butt blaster. <laughs> <laughs> what kid doesn't love that? And then like you know, the guy being like, "I'm the best," and he's like stuck like with his head and all that. He's stuff. just like, kicking it, in the air. Like, I'm the best at what I do. It's all like <laughs> no, I'm the best there perfect. is. Oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but here's the cool part. If you go back to the beginning of that, like right after you where where you're like see that like shot with the five of them Mm -hmm. or the four of them, however many it is, one, five. um, And he has to fight them all. If you go through that and don't read any of the dialogue, like just go through those pages up until where he defeats them all. And then everyone starts chanting ponytail. That is exactly how it would play out. In the show, right. with no dialogue, right. just sound effects. Yeah, and then at the end, it would be silent for a second, and then everyone would start cheering ponytail. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool because that scene plays out for both, you know, let's say people who aren't as familiar with the show and people who are super familiar with the show by via show don't tell or by reading the dialogue. And I thought that was awesome. And the way they set it up too at the beginning, you just have like in the first two or three pages. Here's what I need. Here's what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Cool. Here's what you need to get. You can get with the first one there. Enjoy your quest. Yeah. Like, boom. Exposition done. Mm-hmm. The rest is just gravy. Like, getting there, man. It's yeah. awesome. For sure. Uh, so, true. where can people pick this up? So, you can pick it up in print. 
Um, you can pick it up uh, digitally as well. You know, it's IDW. You should be able to find it. You can find it on, you know, in, in bins and like uh, back issues at your local brick and mortar. I got it at Fat Collectibles. Um, I was just looking through it and I saw it there and I was like, that's awesome. I picked it up and then I finally decided to read it on the show. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, that is going to do it for uh, Here's My Issue uh, this time around. Now we move into our second um, our second little category called First Prints, uh, where we are finishing up uh, from last time. We're reading the uh, last four issues of uh, Kick-Ass, uh, volume one, I guess you could call it. Um, so when last we left Kick-Ass, <laughs> um, he had just met, if I remember correctly, just met Big Daddy and, um, and Hit Girl. Girl. Yeah. So now we start off issue five uh, of it where he they is... They just smashed a dude in a car compactor. That's true. Yeah. They had just smashed stuff that was really <laughs> gross. But we, st- we start off issue five with him uh, meet- hearing about another superhero that's that's coming on the scene, uh, Red Mist. Can I just say that like yeah. I wasn't dreading reading this book, but at the same time, I wasn't super excited because it makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Like this book makes me cringe really hard. Why? Just the just the absolute violence. Like it's just <laughs> it's a pa- just the extreme, extreme, yeah, unbelievable extreme violence. Like, that's that's why we have violence. Chewy. You know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> this is why we have him because I this is not the kind of book that I would normally read. But oh, I, I disagree on that. I would be surprised. Was it because of the, just because of the violence? Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's. Some I mean, other it does get there, pretty nasty yeah this. towards the end but you know what That's, also like yeah. it, okay yeah. maybe it's not just maybe it's because by the way i'm gonna spoil the movie here by the way there are some changes but relatively it's the same story right but, oh. that actually i, was but just I know about you haven't to... seen the movie so i wanted to say that up front but there's there's some changes i'll in survive there. So actually it, the book oh, is better i was just about to say that actually <laughs> uh the other thing is that i remember certain parts in the movie where i would cringe for a yeah. lot of different reasons mm-hmm. and i'm like I don't want to have to go through this storyline to get to here and to get to there because there were some parts of that movie where it kind of dragged and it was like very interconnecting. This one is very straight. Like the book yeah. goes A to B to C to D, done, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I really appreciate the book for doing that. It still like has brains and stuff all over the place. I'm like, oh, why? But um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised that the violence got you that much because. I don't know. I just felt like I don't know why either. To be it. honest, I feel well, like, I feel they like you do read shock more. his man bits, and that's pretty horrific. Yeah, but, looking. I mean, you've seen that before. You've read stuff like <laughs> you that know. Before, you know, walk down the street. Like, I don't guy like that to either. A chair. Oh, you watch movies with blood. And blood yeah, but I feel like a lot of this was needless. Maybe it's Mark. It's Mark Miller. What are you? What are you expecting? <laughs> like, have you Is seen? Have you read a comic by? We read. We read Superman, and it was pretty ridiculously violent. Is I don't know. It's just this is different. I don't know why it didn't seem that violent to me. Is well, yeah, but you live in yeah. America. No, let's so. put it this way. It is no, they are right. It is very violent, but I think that I have a higher tolerance for this sort of violence because it's kind of cartoony, in the sense that it's not realistic. I guess I don't. I don't read see, this I and see a lot opposite. of realism. I don't I, find a lot of realism in this. I mean, it's not Alex Ross art, but at the same time, I found it pretty realistic. Well, I mean, when they spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't read this, you read it before doing this. Uh, when they like when they when they shoot Big Daddy in the back of the head, right? That was pretty graphic. I will yeah. say that I was like, Jeez. oh, jeez, that got real, real fast. Or like the whole aftermath of that. Yeah, the aftermath of Hit Girl with those swords and all those dudes. And let's let's talk about that too, because by the way, okay, so so spoiler alert, uh, Red Mist turns out to be the son of the mob boss, Bryce. 
Christmas present. If you've seen the movie, you know this. Um, but what's different in this is in the movie, Ryan, they they, uh-huh. they paint Big Daddy to be he actually is a cop and his like, all this backstory that he gives was, oh. was true. Oh, they don't okay. But in this, they he's just a nerd. He's just a, he's just a, a, a an actual nerd. nerd. Started going a to crazy. Yeah. He's a crazy person, is what he is. Yeah, because he literally kidnaps his daughter. Started going to CrossFit. He he kidnaps his own. He kidnaps <laughs> his daughter away from his like fr- from her mom. Yeah. And like just takes her across the country and was like, yeah, I wanted her to have a fun childhood. So I decided being a superhero would be cool. But like that teaches her not, to murder people. Yeah. It just murder people. Well, and, into it, a murder and, machine. and to, to me with, with, with the movie, when you watch it, it seems, to, it makes it seem like it's more, I guess, justified. Like you're like, oh, well he actually had something bad happen to him. Right. So it's okay. But when you read it this way, you're like, Jeez, like that totally changes the meaning. Like, if yeah. I were kick ass, I'd be like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, like, like yeah. these people are messed up. It's not like I'm just like I was just a bored teenager and thought, "Why doesn't anyone do it?" This guy like chose to make someone's life warped into this weird fantasy. Yeah. That's kind of messed yeah, up. Yeah, that part because it wasn't really, really her choice. Is, is you know, you know what I? I yeah, you know what like the movie that. did do that the book doesn't do though? Is it? Uh, I don't want to say character development, but growth. Like I don't feel like at the end of this book, Kickass has achieved any sort of character growth but at I, all. I, I like I, I to be honest with you, I like that. Really? I like that. He, I like that he doesn't get the girl and everything. I like, feel like no, no, I'm, not, I'm not worried that's about what, that's, that. That's, that's also what happens in the movie too. Oh, he, gets he gets the, the girl. girl instead of her slapping him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah instead yeah. of her yeah. slapping the face, and then <laughs> that that one line at the end where he's like, "And I got I got a text message. I won't say it. You read it." But I was like, "Oh man, that's brutal." Yeah, I mean that's the difference between you know an American film. Yes, um, but like, but but yeah, and, and it gets and I here's the thing in the movie, by the way. Uh-huh. So when they go to beat the mob bosses, it's this huge, big battle thing. Well, and then was that here? But yeah. it's different because Kickass Kick literally yeah. has a jetpack that fires machine guns. What? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? And he shoots yes. the mob boss out the window with a rocket launcher, which then yes. proceeds to explode in midair. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, so they're and, not and, they're and, not the and, same at all. And they play no. it up in the in the book in in the in the well in the book it's like in the book Red Mist is nowhere near as or he's more sadistic and weird. And the movie is just like I, I didn't know it would go this far, Dad. I'm 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 Christopher. I'm, I'm yeah. McLovin. What's yeah. going on? So, like, <laughs> he was he was a lot more likable because it's like you felt like yeah. his dad kind of manipulated him. Right. Uh, here okay. he's just like I could I could prove to you I'm not I'm not just like some jerk who likes comic books. I'm I'm a tough guy. Yeah. And then he's like a tough you're, boy. you're just like come on, dude. You're a jerk. And like I don't know. Well, you know he's not even just a jerk. He's a he's a weirdo. He's yeah. got he's got he's sick. Like he's, oh, he's like, got issues. Yeah, for sure. And so at the very end in the movie they do the same thing. Like at the very end of this, where he's like, "I'm going to be a supervillain now." But in the movie, it's more like, "I'm going to." Oh, revenge. was that him? Yep. Uh, okay. He's like, "I'm going to." In the movie, it's like, "I'm going to revenge my dad." And this one, he's like, feels like he's like, "I'm going to prove to you that I'm not just some some." Well, I'll use the word sissy instead of the word they use in the book. But like, it feels more personal to and less mm. like I'm going to revenge my dad. Like you don't feel anything for this guy than like. Oh man, some stuff's gonna go down. See, this is what I'm talking about right here, where they're beating up Hit Girl, and he's got a meat tenderizer, and he's hitting her in the face. With yeah, it. and he—I uh, mean, yeah. it's a bludgeoning instrument. Yeah, that sucks, but it's also got teeth on it, and like that makes—I don't know why—that little like, extra bit on her face. Yeah, yeah that little extra Guys, bit makes me cringe. They are the mob. Yeah, I'm just saying. They're, I, he also she or the also part where her his dad her dad shoots her. Yeah. yeah, and she's wearing a Kevlar with, vest, with and he's like, "All right, that, eleven more times." That happens, yeah. that happens in the movie, to be fair, too. Guys, okay. can we talk about <laughs> when they finally get that 
rolling suitcase open though and <laughs> the books that are how in my it. mouth kind of started watering can we talk reason? about how they did something that i've longed to do in Look, this book that his friends successfully before. created a dirty word that caught on oh, yes. so, oh, so, so good the tongue oh, the tongue the, the tongue. tongue oh so good we're we can not, say it because it's yeah. not a real world we're dirty not word. gonna go we're not gonna describe <laughs> Just, and they means. even did the panel after he goes well, i'm surprised how fast that caught oh, on <laughs> so good. and that's what i loved about the the end ending fight in this thing is in the movie they play it up like it's this huge battle and this is just it's personal it right. feels more personal it feels it like does. kickass is there to basically tell red mist like you're not awesome you're 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 a, you're a jerk and you're not good at all and then it feels like hit girl's there to get vengeance and like it, yeah. it, it's satisfying it's clobbering time but i oh, had but come on that last panel when but, she turns around see i was my not, dad just died i didn't think oh. you give me a hug i was like oh i know right i, I, because, I got angry at this book you know see, the, I, I didn't feel here's the thing i didn't feel bad i was like how can someone turn that off? Like, how could you turn it off and then just all of a sudden be like, "My dad died." Like you, ju- like it just hit her. Like she decided to just let that emotion in. I don't. I I'm can't, pretty sure that's how shock works because she's a yeah. soldier. Yeah, that's, that's what the she thing. Was is my, trained to be from the beginning. I guess that's, we've known people yeah. in the military. Yeah, that like during. I can't like, do that. This, 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 and then afterwards are like. I can't believe it. I mean, it's not that I didn't feel bad for like I didn't feel <sighs> empathy. I did, but I was just like, oh, I, I can't. It was, do, how do you do that? It, yeah, I can't it was like do that. heartbreaking, dude. I was Ugh. just like, oh my God. Yeah. I yeah. Hug you. It was pretty horrible. But yeah, that, that last battle, you know, the big battle or whatever, it just it happened so quick that it wasn't like, you know, like some big battle between, let's say, her and, um, you know, what's his face? Genevieve's, um, you know, for like 10 pages. Yeah. It was just like everyone. And then boom, she yeah. took care of them. Yeah. You know, kick ass with red miss. Also, it was just like what it was one, one page and a half, one page. Yeah. And he just like totally whacked him over the head and done. Yeah. Easy. That's it. I feel yeah. like he should have killed that guy. Like I feel out of, yeah, but then, you can't, but then you can't, then you can't read. Oh more. gosh. I feel like I should kill him. Uh, well, you should read the next one. Do you, I won't tell you on the air. What it I haven't read the next, next one. one. Do you no. know the character's name? What he calls himself? His super villain name? Red. Yes, I believe so. Don't say it on the air. It's not appropriate. Uh, Yeah. Even redder. (laughs) No. Mistier. No. Matter matter red. No. Oh, there it is. All right, we'll go with that. I'll tell you off mic. Listen, Ryan, I don't have a problem with (laughs) with some of the words on the show, but you may not want to listen back to this episode if you. (laughs) So, um, what? So overall, though, let's talk about it overall. What did you guys think about it overall? Because I feel like the first half and the second half are very distinctly different to me. See, I don't know if that's the case. I feel like they flow into each other really well, but they, it, it, they it's do, a but huge arc is what it is. Yeah. It, goes, it goes straight up and then straight back down again. Well, that's, I feel like the yeah. first half is like, this is just one kid being an idiot. Right. And then half part two starts with, oh, crap, there's other people who are actually doing this and actually yeah. have secret identities and are freaking killing people. And then, like, like the first half is just him being stupid, and the second half it's like, oh, now we're all stupid. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it kind of follows a well, maybe not exactly, but it kind of follows that like Dark Knight Returns sort of style, where it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The stakes oh, yeah. get bigger and bigger and bigger, and the situations get more grand and grandiose as this goes on. He literally starts off by trying to beat up a couple muggers in the street, and it ends up taking on the head of a mafia crime organization. Yeah, right. <laughs> like so, it gets well. He ends up. He starts out. Hitting people with his hands and sticks and ends yeah. up murdering people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. I like the ending of it. I like that he didn't get everything. I like that he just kind of finds himself because you, in the in a movie, it would be like 
turns out I am kick-ass, and I told you I loved you, and I really do, and I this and this and that, and then she'd be like, oh. But yeah. in real life, she's like, you're weird. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? <laughs> Why I get my boyfriend laugh? to hit you in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go, and that's real life for you, kids. Yeah. Don't. Sticks and stones may break your bones. So besides the, like, don't give girls your number because the text you. message will get old. <laughs> uh, hit girl will almost kill you. <laughs> that's oh. true. I think um, uh, besides the hyperviolence, um, yeah. there's something about this book uh, that I guess I'd never really realized in all my years of reading comic books and reading superhero books. Uh, I have no desire to put on a costume and go fight people no. in the street. Yeah, like, I'm way like too I've, lazy. Like I know people who do, and clearly real life people who do, and there's a lot of people who are big superhero fans who really want to do that. And I think that's part of why cosplay is Wait. so popular and, and why there's real superhero. But I like, I think that... It, that all those people put your who, hand out. No, you wouldn't. All those Shut people up. who who go no. run around in costumes, you know, in their own cities and stuff. I think that they're all psychos. Like I have no desire to ever do that because that's insane. I like reading stories now, about about like, and I think that's maybe the difference between people like Spider Man who have to, you know, or people like Batman who have vengeance. But this is just, but like the people who are just like, well, it kind of sucks here. I think I'm going to go like hit people on the street. Like I don't, I just, talking about, like, I just teen, don't understand yeah. the impetus. I don't I think I could ever, I could ever do that. To be fair, there's a lot of those real life superheroes who don't go out looking for fights. That's not what they do. They literally go and they will patrol neighborhoods and they will look but, for but all of that. Being a costume character. That, like I, that's just not, that's not my bag, man. Well, but no, I'm not saying you should do it, but I'm just saying they're not all crazy people. There's sure. some of them will go out and they will like see like people dealing drugs yeah. in the park and they'll be like, Hey man, you need to leave. And, like, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, fine. And they go, hi, nine one one. Yes. There's probably dr- dealing drugs in the park. You need to get over here. And then they usually will take off. Sure. Like, or they will go and give like basket, like little bags of stuff to homeless people. Like it's not just about for those people, for a lot of them. I used to think the same thing. I watched a couple things on these people and a lot of for a lot yeah. of them it's I mean, not you just can do that without wearing a costume that's true but ma- it makes them feel like they're doing something better when they're wearing a costume just like a police officer you know you could you could go and do the same well you could go protect and serve people by not wearing by walking down the street in your in your clothes you could go and just you know be a good person but maybe it makes them feel like they're part of something when they put on a costume sure and that's fine i'm just saying like yeah. i don't oh i'm not saying you should and, and i think <laughs> and i think that that's the source of i don't know my frustration with superhero comics or something is is that like i i see like people get really into that and that's why and a lot of people really like superheroes because of that and i don't like i'm not into that and so now i i sort of am starting to understand why maybe superhero books don't have as much of a draw for me as they do for other people okay because that specific thing is is i don't know i I don't that's not an impulse that i have i guess i mean i like helping people Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of that but i don't know yeah, I mean, honestly, if somebody's—I mean, if you're going out looking to beat people up on purpose just because you want to fight out, fight bad guys, maybe not—that's not the wisest choice. But if you're, which doing, is funny because yeah. I'm a big fan of Batman. Yeah, but like, but like, even that—that's unrealistic. But like, the people who are going out and trying to do something good and aren't purposely going to look at crackheads and beat people up—that's—I think that's that's two different things. Which is what I thought these people were because the only one I heard of was Phoenix Jones, and I know he got in trouble for doing a lot of that stuff. But there's a lot of people out there who are just trying to do some good and they just like dress up in costume and that's their thing. They're a little bit, it's a little bit of craziness, but you know, why not? Everyone's a little bit crazy in their own way, I think. But yeah, this book does not make it seem like he just wanted to be it. Cause he's like, I'm bored and no one's ever done it. So I'm going to do it. That's it. it d- there wasn't a lot more thought put into it than that. And that's yeah. the thing is none of these characters who are in this book really put more thought into it than that. They, they didn't think it through. It wasn't because they wanted to do something right for somebody else or do the yeah. right thing. Yeah. They did it because, Oh, that'd be cool. 
Like even even big even in the that's why I think in the movie Hollywood had to change it to where Big Daddy was actually trying to yeah. do some good because if they did this, people would be like, well, why? Why? Yeah. Like yeah, what? but but in a comic book, this works because it makes you think. So none of these people really have, you know, the Spider Man, the Batman, the you know that backstory. They don't have that reason to go out and do this. They're mm. just doing it because wow, that'd be cool. Yeah. And that's kind of messed up. That's kind of not the reason well, I mean, you want to get into something I feel like, like this. that's also, I mean, it, it could also be a reflection of society where we're like, okay, today's society, what kind of problems do we have? And I mean, there's a lot of problems out there, but it it's not like, you know, people are necessarily getting mugged left and right. Yeah. Like he said, he's like, oh, well, since Giuliani, you know, cleaned it up. You know, there's not much for me to do. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, there's just like, you know, a couple of people doing graffiti or whatever it is. You know, when you look at those golden and silver age, you know, heroes, they were representing an ideal. But it's like now what what are we fighting? Just boredom and just, you know, interest and stuff like that. So people in this book seem more to be, be more concerned about being popular. On like you know and being and being recognized. It's about and that's how, and that's what the end mm-hmm. is. It's not about other people. That's the end of it is is just a, basically a Tarantino version of the beginning where that guy hit guy's not doing it to try to be a cool dude or to show off. His, no, he just wants to be you know he wants to be noticed. That's what it kind of be- became. Becoming a superhero gets you noticed, and that's it's a weird message. It's a different it's a different take on it than you normally see. So personally. I'd like to read more of this. I'd like to read Kick-Ass too. I'd like to read the Hit Girl series that they did. I'd like to read the third volume they just did. I want to... Ex- I've already seen the movie, Kick-Ass 2, and it was okay. But I, after reading this, I really like the comic a lot better than I enjoyed the movie, to be honest with you. If I, had to, I like the book more than the movie as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, based on what you're telling me about the ending... Yeah. Yeah, the book's... I mean, the book's better than the movie, but... It's but, a yeah. more poignant ending. It's, more it's a re- more real-life yeah. ending, especially if this book's trying to be real-life. Yeah, I for sure. the book. I really do. I, I mean, that's not a discouragement of the movie. The movie's fun, yeah, but it doesn't good. have the same impact that this did. I thought Kick-Ass was just fun when I saw the movie. I thought, oh, this is going to be fun, but this had a little more deep, deeper meaning than I thought it did. So yeah. I would recommend it. Check it out. If you're not, if you're not, a, if violence doesn't bother you very much, uh, like pretty graphic violence then check it out. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe it's just the, maybe it's the art style. Maybe that's why it doesn't bother me so much. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, check out Kick-Ass if you, if you want to. Uh, it's uh, eight issues, so you can check that out. You can get it pretty much anywhere. They have it digitally. They have it uh, in trades. Uh, you, good luck finding issues, because I started looking for some just to see if I could pick them up, and yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, this was nuts yeah, when I came out. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to have a fun time trying to get that. Um, so moving forward, though, into the four-color character compendium. So uh, this time, I think we decided we're going to talk about a hero, right? Uh, yes. Somebody's going to be very important coming up in the next. Uh, as the far next, as we know, as far as we know, in the next uh, few months here in a in a Marvel movie because spoiler, it's a Marvel character. Uh-huh. Uh, so Ryan opened the tome of of comic book greatness, the co- the, the tome of history. Okay, silent book. This time. Well, oh, you, put some, <laughs> you put some you put some WD forty on the. I, I digitized it actually. It's a oh, okay. PDF. PDF. That must have taken a lot of work to digitize. Wow, that it. almost happened. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so who is our, who is our, uh, character compendium character this time? We are talking about the vision. Vision. <laughs> vision. vision. So, uh, vision. the vision has vision. sort of an interesting publication synergy. history. Synergy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is this, is this uh, it's a seminar. It's a corporate seminar. Oh, now does the yeah, vision run on? Ba-da, 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 See, when you said synergy, the first thing I thought it was gem and the hologram. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that movie. <laughs> um, no joke. My kids love that show. Uh, so the vision was originally created in November 1940. Wow! Uh, really, really. By Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Is this the same vision in Marvel Mystery Comics number 13? Huh. What? 
So, but it's sort of it's the same. So this is technically not even a Marvel book. It was Timely Comics. Yeah, that was okay. uh, Marvel Mystery Comics was the name of the actual thing. However, this version of the Vision um, was this known is not as what we'll be seeing in the Avengers. By the, the way, the Golden yeah. Age Vision. But let's talk Ooh, about the Golden Age. His name version. was Arcus. He was an alien law enforcement officer from a dimension called Smoke World. <laughs> oh, Smoke man. World. Now you at home, if you're like, is this what I'm going to see in the Avengers? No, no. <laughs> this I is, feel like this is better from the. I feel like things. everything you just said, Ryan, is uh-huh. the title of a George Clinton album. <laughs> 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 I think I've, I think I've listened to that, that Parliament. I think that's a Sun Ra album, actually. Right. Um, July second, nineteen seventy nine. Okay, and so and so then, um, <laughs> quite a quite a few years, like literally almost thirty years later, uh, our our man Stan, editor Stanley, and writer Roy Thomas. That old fashion um, was they garbage. Wanted, they wanted to bring somebody new yeah. into the Avengers. Yes, and Stanley wanted an android. He wanted there to be a robot in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. No question, this? he wanted a robot. Nineteen sixty-eight. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes more sense. And but but uh, Roy Thomas was like, well, you know, I like this character, the Vision, and so Stan was like, make him a robot. <laughs> no, okay, he, no, what are we going to keep the same? Did he say it Absolutely like that? nothing. Or did he say, no, like, say it like this? Make him a robot. Yeah, that's what that'll, that'll fix it. That'll fix the problem. We'll uh, both be happy. So, uh, this vision appeared first issue, uh, Avengers 57, October 1968. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple of years later, uh, Avengers 75 and April 1970, Scarlet Witch was introduced. Mm, who we talked about recently. Yeah, and they uh, are they are they are they have a, they have a they have some feelings. So, but the origin of the <laughs> Ro- second, robot with feelings, the Ryan. second Avenger, the second Vision, Vision the Silver Age and, and modern Vision is that he was a robot created by Ultron to s- destroy Hank Pym. So, uh, so let's let's back up a bit. So, sure. who is Ultron? Br- so, brief idea. We'll probably do a character compendium on him. At some Ultron point. is an is a was an artificially intelligent robot created by Hank Pym, who sort of gained sentience and decided that yeah. all humans are need to be destroyed. So if those of you who don't know who Hank Pym is, back up a little bit more. So Hank Pym was the, the first original Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Um, and, he and he was, was a scientist. A super scientist and super crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're thinking so to yourself... Ultron, you, Ultron is like an evil bender then. Destroy all yeah, Ultron's like an evil bender. I used yeah. to, uh, he's an evil bender. I used to tell people when I would talk uh, comics back in the day... Um, and they'd be like, who's Hank Pym? And I said, anything robotic or technological that's trying to destroy the world was probably created by, by Hank, Hank Pym. Pym. Yeah, <laughs> um, But for some reason, he always has hands in the thing that was trying to kill everybody. But yeah, but so he was created. Why was he created by Ultron? Does it say there, though, why, it was, why he was created by Ultron? I believe to, I To I kill Hank Pym, he calls a, a type of android called a synthesoid for mm-hmm. use against Ultron's own creator. Hank Pym and Pym's wife. Probably because I would imagine that Ultron can't kill his own creator. Is that yeah, correct? there's probably like something about some sort the, of three laws, right? yeah. the three laws. So he created something else. But but then but then basically the way it describes it in Wikipedia uh, is the that... The tome. I'm sorry, the, the tome. tome. I'm sorry, the tome. The tome. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, is, is basically that they convince him that that's a really bad idea Excuse and he me. should fight Ultron instead. <laughs> doesn't he like... Doesn't something happen? I thought he... Came to this realization. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like they were like, "Hey, this is a bad idea." And he's like, "You're right." Yeah, because he doesn't he feel emotions and feelings. Yeah, like, doesn't he? He's not. He's not like Ultron, where it's like a robot. He has yeah, like he's, emotions. He's more, he's more like in. a synthetic person. Yeah, and I guess there was some bit in there about whether he may or may not have been created from the body of the Human Torch. 
Oh, the, 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 the original time. Human Torch, yeah. not the oh. not the not the Johnny Storm Human Torch, yeah, but yeah. the Android Human Torch. Wow. That's that's oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So um, that'd be so, rad. Yeah, kind of weird, man. It I is was, weird, but it's it was I, mean, I was, was not programmed to love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been written by all of the all of the big all of the big. Uh, Marvel people, yes. Like I want to see Mark Millar. So right, vision. <laughs> John Byrne, <laughs> Bill Mantlo. I feel like it'd be messed Steve up. So, so let me ask you: What are Vision's powers? What are his, what is his power set? What can he do? Robot. All the robot things. Yeah, All he's the robot. a robot. Things. But is there any special things he does that other people can't do? Robot stuff. <laughs> okay, robot I'm just. Can he interface question. with? Uh, no, okay. he can do. Where's, what's uh, that Star Wars quote control. that I don't know? So he he's. Actually, his his power set is very similar to Martian Manhunter, and except that's for the fire. So. Funny that you say that because I feel like I don't know who did it first or which came first, but I feel like this is either Marvel's answer to Martian Manhunter or Martian Manhunter became the, the well, DC I mean, version he was of Vision. Originally, an alien cop, which right. is what Marvel <laughs> Mar- 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 Martian Manhunter Man was. Is. So you could argue that there's probably a lot of crossbreeding there. Yeah, but he's also very similar to the Red Tornado. And when on you, DC side. and when yes. you, well, I would say that he's kind of a similar. He's Red Tornado, but he's also very, very similar to Martian Manhunter. And he's like the guy who's like, I'm going to explain everything to you. Yeah, that's what Martian Manhunter does. He is. He's so, the ex- he's the he's the exposition guy. This yes, he leads is. me to something that I kind of wanted to talk about. I thought we should do at some point. We'll have to plan it out. Mm-hmm. But where we should basically take like all the Marvel and DC, at least golden age characters and be like, okay, who made who first? And what was the other other side's response to it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. dude. It's a back and forth. Um, but what else can he do? So he's matter. So he's density powers. What is density powers? Does he do anything? What is is density power? Like he can go through objects. Yeah. He can like become super strong Mm -hmm. and invulnerable or like phase through things. Mm hmm. And so also, like, like, do that to other stuff. So make mm-hmm. things light as a feather or super heavy. Or super interesting. Uh, he, he also has... <laughs> nice. uh, he can fly. Obviously, he can do solar energy projection. Which oh, is obviously. Like but lasers. Yeah. Uses his little thing on his head. Because he yeah, has yeah. little... He has red skin, by the way, which is very, yes, very he interesting. He's not, like, just a white dude. He, he has, yeah, like, Yeah, let's talk about him. his color scheme. Like, red, red green, white, and yellow. A red, yellow, and, gr- yeah, and green. He's That's a, crazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> no, very bright. No, it's bright, and it sells books. That's well, what it does. Well, yeah, it's, it's the primary color. Yeah. Just well, like you, just you either that, or he movie. really liked Jamaica when he was there. <laughs> I found the people oh, to be pleasant oh, and enjoyable. Uh, he's a robot. He's super smart. He's capable of fixing himself. He can talk to computers. Yep. You can talk to computers. He's a robot. Wow. And he's what? also in love with a human lady person. He is. He's in love with a human lady person, and she later later destroys reality because she wants to have children with him. Aww. Oh, that's how that's she loves. kind of And sweet, so she but uses awful. her reality warping powers to create children, and at the same time, maybe tears a hole in the space, uh, the fabric of space. Uh, possibly kills all the mutants. Yeah, no big deal, whatever. Um, so, uh, but what are... She just depowers. So them. does anybody have any uh, any reading suggestions? I'm sure Ryan might, because he seemed to like a series. Well, there's that issue of, uh, of Avengers where it says, Behold the Vision. I mean, that seems like a pretty important... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> um, I really liked him in Avengers AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Humphreys wrote that. Um, it, Avengers AI is weird hey, we because it guy. takes place in like modern times and in the super far future mm-hmm. simultaneously. In the modern times the of the show, dead. he's sort of like grandpa robot to all the other robots, uh-huh. and then in the future, he's oh, like grandpa. A, he's like a planet-sized. <laughs> 
robot. That's cool. That's awesome. Who, who is like the oracle of all knowledge. Oh, and he keeps awesome. running out of space, so he just makes himself bigger to have more knowledge. Ugh. So he becomes like Brainiac or something. But like not evil. But not evil. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I really like that series. Um, but we're talking about him because he's going to be kind of, it seems like he's going to have some importance in the upcoming Avengers Age of Although Ultron. I think it's less Hank Pym and more, more Tony, uh, Stark. Tony Stark. Because yeah, I think they're shifting a lot of that like Ultron was created. I think they're shifting a lot of that into Tony Stark. My here's my guest prediction, knowing nothing about it. I think what he happens falls in love with the Olsen twins. Well, I sister. think he makes Ultron, and I think that he that, that's going to be his. Shut up. I think he's going to Scarlet Witch. Yes, I think he's going to be. Um, I think he's uh, going to make Ultron, and that's going to be like his like you know his creation of I'm going to do androids and this and that. Yeah. And then he realizes it doesn't work, and I I don't either either one two things will happen. He realizes it doesn't work. He makes the vision and uploads Jarvis's personality because you already know Paul Bettany, the guy who does uh, voice of Jarvis, yeah. is is the voice of the vision. So he either does that or B Ultron hacks into Tony Stark's servers, steals Jarvis, corrupts him, and makes the vision, and then somehow they change his mind at the end. He did start as a bad guy, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't I don't know. It's it, he's always seemed like a. In in uh, in All Star Superman, Superman ends up going to Bizarro World, uh-huh. and then meeting the Bizarro Bizarro Superman. Wait, the Bizarro Wait. Bizarro Superman? There's two Bizarros. No, no, I mean like so. Everybody on Bizarro World is Bizarro, the Bizarro versions yeah. of our world, right? But then there's also Bizarro Bizarro, uh, which is a Bizarro normal? version of Bizarro which Superman, who's like this super poetic like That's guy awesome. who wants to save. He's he's sort of like that. He's like the evil evil one. He's so evil that he became good. <laughs> um, oh, Grant man. Morrison, man. <laughs> bizarro. Do you think that there's a bizarro, bizarro, bizarro Superman? Obviously. Oh, bizarro. Bizarro. <laughs> bizarro. I'm helping. Oh, eventually, <laughs> eventually, all the like bizarro. true bizarros like would degrade <laughs> so much. Don't you? That's that stupid. Don't you? Th- don't you mean bizarro <laughs> stupid? I'm bizarro stormy. I'm regular stormy. <laughs> Sorry. We're referencing C Lab 2021. By the way, does it depress you that that show in a few years will be irrelevant because it's not twenty? It's going to be 2021, uh, yeah. and that will not happen. Uh, I plan on watching that entire show that year. I love that show. That'll be perfect. Anyway, continue, Chewy. Sorry, we got um, now the joke's done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We love you, Chewy. You don't get the punchline anymore. Oh, All right. Anyway, um, so moving away from tweet to Chewy if you want to hear the punchline. Yeah, tweet hashtag hashtag vision punchline. It wasn't a vision punchline. Well, That's how little you were listening. Today, hashtag my six-year-old continue. daughter said to me, "Dad, what's a hashtag?" <laughs> You're like, "Don't you ever ask me that again." It's called a pound. Yeah. Sign. I was like, "Where did you hear that?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Um, uh, did you say where did you hear that?" Like yeah, that? yeah, I did that just like that. <laughs> I did I like it was a bad word. <laughs> That's messed up, man. Oh, man. Yes. I love your parenting. It's amazing. Where uh, did you hear that? Never say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. They're talking about on the playground. Uh, I, how much do you want to bet she's going to tell somebody hashtag is a bad word? <laughs> Please. That would make me so Let happy. that be the case. <laughs> um, so, awesome. so moving away from four color character compendium and into the final act of the show, uh, the uh, back matter. Uh, we do have a bit of a, 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 we had a tweet tweeted at us. Um, for, uh, got a for Twitter? Matter. yeah, we did. We did get a Twitter. What did the Twitter say? Um, it was asking what we our feelings are on the Who up, upcoming it? DC. I don't remember you. Uh, I thought you had it pulled up there. I'll but, it, uh, I didn't. Um, I but we touched. My we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll give credit here. to credit who credit where who credit is due to. Um, but uh, why are your hands behind your back? Chewie's hands are behind his back. They're just behind my back. All right, he looks like he's really focused. Um, but if we, we all die. It was uh, this be the last record. 
It's our old friend T-shaped visor. Ah, T-shaped visor. Yes, of course. How can we forget T-shaped visor? My um, hands are so, not tied behind my back. I am holding them there of my own volition. All right. Please send help. <laughs> so, T-shaped visor tweeted us. Shades of chew. <laughs> oh no! Why? <laughs> That's What's happening right now? That's the sad, be- crazy in love version. So that I'll they read do the, for tweet. the trailer. Anyway, so T-shaped visor didn't tweet us about Fifty Shades of Grey. He tweeted us about a uh, the DC convergence event. He asked what our what our thoughts. Uh, you guys, yes, we're cool with the uh, convergence event. So uh, a brief okay. idea of kind of what yeah. convergence is. Break down convergence in the least confusing, confusing way possible. Way possible. <sighs> They're well, first of all, in a more practical sense, they're stopping all production on DC, uh, on the regular DC ongoings for two months to create these series of uh, two-issue miniseries books done by a bunch of teams that are going to kind of integrate old some old DC stuff in with the new DC, New 52 thing. So they're basically going back on the New 52. Not <laughs> yes and no, certain things, but yes and no. They're kind of combining certain things. I would say it's no longer... It's like, look... We get it. You're upset. We'll meet you halfway because we don't want to look like total idiots. Yeah. Well, Let's, I don't think we don't want to leave this money on the table. I don't, <laughs> I don't think. I think there were certain things in New Fifty Two that did well. I, I think. I mean, the Batman work was was pretty pretty outstanding. But there's a lot of stuff in there that just didn't really land well. Um, the, hey, but there's were, some good stuff though. Yeah. You know, Batgirl, I mean, you were the new Batgirl and stuff. You were the one telling me about that. What. Uh, Matt Fraction was oh, saying Matt about Fraction the new 52. ripped it apart. Yeah, um, but <laughs> so he. But, but I feel like Matt Fraction has to say those things because I mean he might, he might actually mean them, but I think that he has to say those things because such he's a, he's getting some steady Marvel work. Um, but bit. that being said, for a long time he's gotten some steady Marvel work. Uh, I don't think is there any DC books written by Matt Fraction? I don't think so. What would a DC <laughs> book written by Matt Fraction be? I feel like it would just be like Superman on a lazy day. As, 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 like, as stupid as it is, I bet he could. Even though he'd just be repeating himself with Hawkeye, I bet he could do a good Green Arrow. I bet he'd be able to do. I want to see him take on like Superman, where he just like he makes Superman <laughs> oh really God. human. Matt you know Fraction, what I mean? Superman. Yeah. Oh dear lord. I feel I like that, that would be really interesting. Um, I probably I would. Matt Fraction, Static Shock. <laughs> hey, that could be kind of cool. That could work. Um, but uh, they're so basically they're, they're bringing over a lot of these little events. They're bringing back a uh, Booster Gold and um, yes. and Ted Cord uh, Blue Beetle. Okay, Matt Fraction Booster Gold. Yeah, that would be fun. That would um, be awesome. And they're bringing back like um, they're doing. A, I think a Batman the Outsiders so, okay, uh, is ho- coming hold back. On. I, I'm going to interrupt you here. Yeah, when you say they're bringing back because there was a yeah Blue in Beetle what in incarnation, right? Ted Cord. Well, okay, okay, they're bringing back Ted Cord, and no, Ted Cord didn't come back in the New Fifty Two. I think no. he stayed dead. Ted Cord has been is dead. So wasn't dead. there a Blue Beetle New Fifty Two? Yes. So the, that was the, question the is, third Blue Beetle. That's the dude. Jamie who's the Jamie Ray is okay. the dude who's that has the actual scarab thing and unlocked it. And the second Blue Beetle is the one. Remember we, when we talked about Watchmen and we talked about yeah. uh, second Night, Blue Beetle is Night the Owl. Second Night Owl. Yeah. Remember we talked about Night Owl oh. and we said that's very similar to Blue Beetle where he just has a lot of gadgets and okay. he's very sciencey. That's that's who the second Blue Beetle he's is. So nerd. is with, voiced by Will Wheaton on Batman Breaking the Bull. Mm-hmm. With convergence, when they're bringing back some of these um, characters and some of these heroes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. are they bringing back versions that we've moved beyond? Yes. Uh, at least when it comes to Blue Beetle, yes. So are they bringing okay. back the character and the backstory? As far as I know. Uh, I mean, they're doing these two-issue little... I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but they're doing these little two-issue miniseries for a lot of these things. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it's going to be an interesting, interesting There's idea. one I'm excited about. Uh, yes. The Shazam one? Yes. Uh, it's being drawn by Doc Shaner, who... 
like I follow him on Tumblr and he loves the character of Shazam and draws him in like the the 1940s Fleischer cartoon style like oh, perfectly. That's awesome. So I want to get those books just to look at the pictures of of Shazam. Well, so Shazam I'm stoked yeah. about uh, Riley Rosmo uh, penciling. Um, Constantine, I think, I think that's, that's yeah. That's the other thing that they're fit, doing yeah. with the convergence thing is that they're taking like creative teams and basically saying like, here you go, do yeah. this, do something cool with this. Yeah, which is something that DC doesn't tend to do as much. Marvel started to do it a little bit better <laughs> with that kind of thing, but DC's still sort of like, well, these are our special characters, and you guys can't just have your way with so, them yeah. unless you're Grant Morrison. Then according to according yeah. to the, uh, the 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 great comic tome that Ryan has passed me, and apparently it also uh, predicts the future. Uh, Convergence <laughs> is a two month weekly limited series published by DC Comics. Uh, begins in April 2015, ends in May. Convergence spins out of the final issues of the weekly series Earth Two Worlds End and the New Fifty Two Futures End. Uh, the story involves Brainiac having trapped cities from various timelines and planets that have ended uh, brought them in domes to a planet outside of time and space and is now opening them for a great experiment to see what happens when all these folks meet. So it's secret. He's their secret worlding. Yeah, essentially secret, kind of secret worlding. Uh, notable, uh, notable during this event will be returning of DC characters from before the flashpoint storyline of 2011 that there led to go. the creation of the new 52. So is that 2011? Yep. Right. Holy four years ago. Wow. Um, so let's look at some of the titles here. We'll just go through down the list real quick. Uh, we, we have uh, convergent. We have the Adam. One. There's there's two issue miniseries. So the Adam. Uh, we have Batgirl. Uh, we have Batman and Robin. Uh, we have Harley Quinn, Justice League, Nightwing, and there's also Nightwing slash Oracle. Ooh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, the question. Uh, Greg Rucka is writing the question. Nice. Huh? Yes. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to look. Oh, Gail Simone, by the way, doing Nightwing Oracle. Nice. Um, let's see here. I'll just go through all these. We'll just read you the the the, the writers and the artists. Yes. Uh, so the Adam is Tom Pear, Steve Ewell, uh, Batgirl one and two, Alyssa Quitney, and then uh, drawn by Rick Lenardi and Mark Pennington. Uh, Batman and Robin, Ron Mars, and Denny Dennis uh, Cohen and Klaus Johnson. Oh, um, Harley Quinn one and two. Uh, Steve, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna butcher this. Steve Pug. P-U-G-H, Pug? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Puge. Puge, my bad. Thank you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but in Phil, Win- Phil Winslade and John Dell. Uh, Justice League, Frank Terry, Vincent, uh, Vincente. I don't even, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Kifuentes, uh, Nightwing Oracle, Gail Simone. Uh, and uh, let's see. Let's see who else we have here. Uh, question number one. Speed Force number one, Tony B- Bedard. Uh, Tom it's supposed Grimmett. to be the like. Oh, no. I'm thinking of the Marvel one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, Superman, Dan Jurgens. Um, let's see, Titans 1 and 2, uh, Fabian and Chenzo. This week 2 is Aquaman, Batman, Shadow of the Bat. I'm just going to see if there's any names that jump out to me. Uh, Catwoman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, slash Parallax, for this guy over here. Uh, Justice what? League International, what? Suicide Squad, Superboy, Supergirl, Matrix. Wait, is the Superboy 90s Superboy? Fabian, I don't I think know. it is. Uh, it I think be. he's Sunglasses, Leather jacket, jacket. Superboy. Uh, yes. Superman, the Man of <laughs> so Steel. Uh, the Adventures of Superman, Batman and the Outsiders, uh, The Flash. Let me see who else. Uh, let's see. Green Lantern Corps, uh, yeah. Hawkman, Justice League of America, New Teen Titans, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, oh, Hawkman, Swamp huh? Thing, Wonder Woman, oh, Swamp Thing, huh? Action Comics, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, yes. Crime oh. Syndicate, Detective Comics, Infinity Inc., uh, wow. Justice Society of America, Plastic Man and the Freedom Fighters. Yeah. Uh, and oh, by Len Wine, by the way, doing uh, Detective Comics. Oh, nice. Um, and the creator of Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, Shazam uh, is Jeff Parker, and then World's yeah, Finest Jeff Comics. Yeah, Jeff Parker's doing uh, Shazam. Too. Yep. With Doc Shaner. They're the ones who are 
doing another book that I really like right now. Okay, that's fine. So they're doing these kind of one and twos, two, two, uh, two off. Uh, so that is, uh, um, I think they said it is April and May. I believe they said. Question. Uh, yes, that's yes, one of the books. Coming coming back. Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question. Actually, I think it's her name one. Toilet question. Should when that happens, we all pick a convergence book and bring it. Yeah, why not? It's a two issue miniseries. I mean, they're two. They're only two issues, so we can just pick pick at the. I feel like I, there's something in there for I, each one. I of think us. what we should do. Yeah. Here's what I think we should do. Let's wait till they're all out. Till mm-hmm. it's all over. It's all yeah. done, and then we'll each pick pick because they're going to so come June. out by weeks. Right. So we'll so at the so at the end so in June we'll pick we'll pick. You a, can bring a green lantern. You can bring or, a green lantern book. You can check it out. Scaling it. You can bring Blue booster, gold. Blue, booster or, gold. you can bring booster gold. Booster gold. Well, I think. <laughs> tell you what. Depending on who you're talking to, the same thing. Tell you what, Alan. What if what if we do this? What if I promise not to bring a Batman book? I can't bring a Batman what? book. I'm, well, you're just going to bring Flash then, but I'm okay with that, so let's do that. <laughs> I'm down. So now Ryan has to bring a Batman yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan or Chewie is going to bring I'm, the Batman I'm, I'm, book. Or Chewie, Chewie will bring, bring a Batman, Batman book. book. We'll do that. Did, did um, anybody else count six Batman books in that entire <laughs> list, by guys, the way? Oh, yeah, guys, there was a Batman lot. Batman makes money. People like Batman. Um, it's consistently the highest selling DC book, period. Hey, so speaking of DC, there was another thing announced uh, yes. recently. Yes. Not really announced as but much as they showed us a picture of they put up of Aquaman. Have you seen that, Jason Momoa? Yeah. Oh. Unite the Seven. Oh my who God! Didn't a little part of you be like, us? "All right, maybe DC is doing it kind of right"? No, wait, because uh, I yeah. I was a little confused. Yes. Originally, I thought that Unite the Seven meant Unite the Seven, uh, you know, I'm for cool. Justice League. Yes. Okay, but. I could also be Unite thought the Seven Seas. Could be the exactly, seas. it could be the Seven Kingdoms of yeah. like underwater. So. I mean, because it depends awful. on what he's talking Until about. Until corrected, I'm going to assume they mean the Justice League. Uh, I kind of want to go. If they're okay, trying to okay. bring I, Aquaman I'm with, as I'm movie. with Alan on this one, yes. No. The Seven and Aquaman, Seven Seas. Ryan doesn't and like crossovers. Al- <laughs> Atlantis, well, Atlantis is supposed to be like the, the underwater capital, right? Like yeah. He's, yeah. Supp- he's supposed to be the protector of the, the all the oceans. Hey, we'll know this when they show another picture of another another DC person, and it says Unite the Seven on it. That I'm like, yeah, I that's win. what I'm waiting for. Is <laughs> yeah, another guys, piece of that. Yes. Remember that thing where there's two things that have seven and he's a part of them and it could be both and that's what kind of makes this poster cool no there's no ambiguity alone. no yeah. it's one or the other it's a very black and white world Actually, we live in you know what? your I picture world, was black and your white world sucks well this is America your I'm world not, sucks I'm <laughs> not a, more a fan than two of the Zack Snyder DC verse or whatever is happening right now but but I'm super <laughs> excited about like a a Polynesian Aquaman yeah, yeah. dude like it yeah seems, it makes sense dude, it seems Mamoa, so obvious that I feel like yeah. That the whole world is stupid that this well, hasn't happened here's the thing. yet. Yes. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about this. Momoa's come out and said, you know, I think it's cool that there's a brown superhero. Yeah. Which is cool because I'm Is he brown? I feel like he's just really, really tan. No, no, no he's, he's brown. He's he's brown. Here here's the thing. Mediterranean. Like, is he is no, he no, is he no, Pacific Islander Pacific or Mediterranean? Islander. Yeah. But no, Pacific, Pacific Islander. Islander, okay. What's cool is I didn't really think about this, but like thinking about it, I'm like, I can't really name too many like brown superheroes. No. At least not until like very recently yeah, in comic books, and it's always some kid from East LA or like some kid from like you from know El Paso. Chicago from El Paso or, something. <laughs> or something like that, and he like you know he's in this like gang thing, and then he gets like selected like randomly, and he can't figure out his alien tech, you know, like in Blue Beetle, <laughs> or you know he can't fill out his ghost car, <laughs> he can't fill up his ghost ghost car with ghost diesel, and you know it's it's like. I'm like, hey, you know, it's kind of cool. It's not necessarily my shade of brown, uh-huh. you know, but there's something besides. Would you say that you have something about besides black and 50 white? Fifty shades yeah. of brown? No, 
Oh, no. <laughs> second time. But it's, it's kind of cool. I'm like, I never really thought about it, but, you know, that's that's kind of a cool thing. And, yes, like you said, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. You're like, of course, why wouldn't an Aquaman be like a Pacific Islander dude? Yeah. And also, like, when what was the name of that group of people um, that, like, dive for, like, really long amounts of, like, time? Oh, uh, yeah, the... Like, and like the, they can see like really clearly. Oh yeah, the eyelids. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember the names. That's more likely to be Aquaman. But like yeah. those, those, yeah. Like I don't know, dude. Not, not like... some blonde white dude named Arthur Curry. Yeah. <laughs> now here's a question: How long until the comics start? Boy, like forties America. They have to figure cool. out how to kill or temporarily temporarily remove the current Aquaman. Do they, I mean, what is even happening with Aquaman right now in the current? DC I have universe? no idea. But yeah, I mean, I don't he's know still blonde. So. I don't know if there's much going on. Maybe uh, he'll stop bleaching. I think Jeff John stopped writing it, right? Huh? Jeff Jones was writing it for a long time. He was, yeah. My and secret then I think desire he passed it on. My secret desire for Aquaman. <laughs> for a second, is, I thought you said he passed. I'm like Jeff Jones died. <laughs> just my lost secret- Leonard Nimoy, Alan. The world uh, needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> my secret desire for Aquaman is that he is just a fun loving, rip roaring guy who's really excited about going on adventures. No, watch a lot of Brave and the Bold. <laughs> no, I feel like your, but desi- I th- I your feel desire like that for could Aqu- still happen. No. Outstanding. Let me be honest. With, I feel like your desire Jason Momoa Aquaman. I feel like your yeah. desire for Aquaman is that this movie has no relation to any of these interconnected movies and it's its own thing that no, you like. No, I'm and fine with it connecting it. as long as it's like fun. And yeah, uh, here's the thing. Like, think about it. Like, if I you, don't think Zack Snyder happen. scream fun yeah. to you? That's the problem. But like, think about it. Like, this is the guy who's king of being underwater but this is like, why he would somewhere. love going he wants to swim around this is super fun for him so I'm gonna aquaman, aquaman the king of vacation i'm gonna get slapped i'm gonna get right sla- i'm gonna get slapped for saying this but it's 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 true because it's to me with the difference between dc and marvel marvel is about fun marvel's about this weird giant universe of things that can all be silly and have a good time dc is about giant grandiose larger than life heroes that are ridiculous and serious that's what dc is you can somewhere in serious. the desert Zack Snyder has a warehouse, and in that warehouse, he has miles and miles underground of Batman paint, and it's just stacked <laughs> on barrels on barrels on like, bats like, on like bats a of vat Batman that the Joker paint. Would fall into, and, but he turned into Batman, and he so. goes there once a month. and puts in his key card, and he swipes it, and he walks in, and he flips on the lights, and they go ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. and he looks and he surveys from the top where like little operating room is, and he goes soon. Soon the world will know. (laughs) (laughs) And they just pan over to one of the things and just has a giant bat logo on it. And then you get, and then when it pans over, you get Batman and then you get Superman. And then the Jason Momoa poster. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in a grayscale. It's all in grayscale. Um, but oh, speaking of Marvel, there was a little bit of Marvel um, news that Ryan j- just broke or just showed us uh, the Marvel news that, that you showed us a picture that exists. I totally now. remember what we're talking about right now. Um, so they've <laughs> yeah. released, Alan, I don't know if we don't even show it to you, but we what? saw it. They released a photo of Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. Oh, yeah. I saw that. He what looks like the Dude, he Kingpin. Looks fat. He looks like the Kingpin. The fat with a P. He looks like he's got that hot dog roll oh, like we were talking he about. He does look like he is the magical hot dog roll. <laughs> he looks like if he looked up, he'd be like just scrunches down there. Visit Nafrio. I didn't like put he's for not some drinking reason. water, but definitely a lot of sugar. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just eating <laughs> power bars. Funny. It's funny because for some reason we were talking about. It. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that guy. And then it didn't. It didn't hit me until I saw the picture. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be good. Like, <laughs> like I didn't realize it. He's a good actor. Speaking yeah, of Marvel, uh, I finished watching all of Agent Carter. I watched oh, all yeah. the show. You caught up. 
Yeah, I I loved it. I heard it. How's it tie in with great. the movie verse? Um, it it well, it takes place after Captain America, the first okay. one. Um, it does have Howard Stark. Features Howard Stark. I thought you were gonna um, say Howard the Duck for a second. No, it does feature I'm Howard. Okay no, it it's very loosely. The there, there's Stark. not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, there. I will tell you this: there is some kind of Black Widow illusions, and I will really? say that because yeah. they go to Russia and there's a Russian Russia a school in Russia. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you guys do you guys want me not to tell you this. I'll spoil yeah, it. Yeah, you've told me enough. Yeah, there's, there's a school, good. We're good. We're good. school in Russia, girl. That's all I'll say. I got you. And we'll get. There, you'll, I there think there you know, if you know Black of, Widow's backstory. There were a lot of Agent Carter cosplayers. Oh, really? At the uh, Long she's, Beach Comic Expo. She's great. I, I what I love to. the most about not the as show is Harley Quinn. Well, of course not. What I love about the show, though, that I, is really great, is she's a. And I, I say this, I love strong female characters, but she is like by definition a strong female character. Like every man in that, like whatever pre version of Shield it is, the SSR, I think is what they call it. But they all treat her like, hey, Peg, can you get some coffee for us? Or hey, can you file these paperwork? Thanks, doll. And she's just like going off and doing adventures and stuff. And and she's, she's, she's a heck of a lot stronger than any of them are. And it's, mm. it's amazing in that That's way. Cool. Um, she's hanging out with Tony, Tony Stark's, or I'm sorry, not Tony Stark, uh, um, Howard, Howard Stark's Butler. I'll give you one guess at what his last name is. <laughs> Jarvis. Yes, <laughs> but he's great. The guy who plays is Edwin Jarvis is his Butler, but he's really great. I, I really dig the show. I dig it. Honestly, between this and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and maybe it's because I like that time period. I like the 40s. I like that kind of time period a little bit better. Um, it doesn't have as much like superhero stuff in it, yeah. but it's, it's cool. It's That's just a cool. neat show. Um, I, I think you could wa- watch it and not at first of all, A, you can watch it without watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you don't have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to like this. That's good. Um, and B, you can watch it even if you're not a fan of like superheroes. Like yeah. it has very little references to it, but there's parts in the show that made, I'm not going to lie, there are parts in the show that made me get misty eyed. Well, you cry really easily. I do, but no, it's hitting and stuff. Let's just say there's some allusions to to her relationship with Steve, and there's some stuff where you're like, I I did see that part specifically of Captain America 2 over the weekend. No, it's not quite that. Oh, God, that was was heartbreaking. I got to watch Captain America 2 again, but I don't want to watch that scene again. It made me sad. Yeah. So just because we, I I have to bring it up every time because it makes me happy to think of this person playing this role, Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson being vocal again and he has said that quote you never know when lightning may strike and it might strike sooner than you'd think what is he gonna be black adam sooner i don't know or shazam <laughs> he hasn't said he they didn't say so we're like oh does that mean it's gonna come out earlier is he gonna make is there gonna, gonna be, be an appearance the, yeah, like the earlier or what it's just what if what if batman like versus Dwayne superman the Rock johnson is just like <laughs> you can't smell what i'm cooking uh, <laughs> what, what if batman versus superman isn't a movie what if they've just been like what if it's actually the justice league movie and they've just been like setting us up this whole time what if uh, well, well, I mean, we already know that i even heard that, that this batman Wonder superman Woman movie was gonna be and other people appear i heard that the it. batman superman movie was gonna cut and be cut in half a while ago the current one that they said they already uh, weren't gonna cut in half the one bit was gonna be it was gonna be like dark knight returns there's gonna be what one if they're like this, one bit, that, what uh, if they're like a couple months before the release like oh yeah by the way we were just kidding all that's gonna happen but also it's a justice but we're not movie. calling it batman v superman dawn of justice right <laughs> the that greatest title terrible title ever no i'm just kidding <laughs> Because um, justice didn't exist before this. So, guys, I went to Long Beach justice. Comic Expo this yes, weekend. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, I was with that. my kids. My daughter and I counted 37 Harley Quinn cosplayers. I'm so, you know, Lord. Harley Quinn is getting to the point of Gambit for me, where I'm just like, why is this character so popular? I feel like I don't the understand. only one she's Lady we saw anything close to that was Deadpool. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was Alan, probably why is this character so popular? Between Harley Quinn and Deadpool. <laughs> How many versions of Deadpool, though? 
because oh, there's well, always was, like May Deadpool, Teddy Bear Deadpool, okay, Dead Mouse to Deadpool. Be fair, <laughs> to be fair, no one had the same Harley Quinn costume. Really, every Harley Quinn costume was totally different. One was like we saw Harley Gunn Quinn Asylum. in like a like a Victorian dress. Oh. We saw Harley Quinn in like a nurse's out like a That's like every Arkham single. Ones. We saw like Here's a question you know small you. children dressed as Harley Quinn. How many Harley Quins did you see that were dressed appropriately? <laughs> Define appropriate. How many non-sexy Harley? Quinns Could they walk down the street? We, I don't think that we uh, kept a tally of okay. that. My six-year-old daughter. <laughs> like Bella. <laughs> um, so appropriate or not appropriate? Let's play a game. <laughs> yeah. So did you did you uh, talk to any uh, creators or anybody? Did you meet anybody cool? Uh, yeah, I met Brian Wood. Got okay. him to sign a book for me. Um, he's a writer who's done a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. uh, to demo, which is a pretty cool book. That's cool. Um, I didn't get to talk to a lot of people. It's a lot different going to a comic convention with two children and a stroller. Yes, that's true. Uh, than it is just going with people probably dudes. like walk around you in a wide mm-hmm. berth. Yeah. You can't really dig through back in, back issue bins because your kids are like, dad, dad, come on, dad, dad. Or dad. like strangers just come up and start talking to your children while you're doing that. Which is <laughs> just are as bad. Serious? Yeah. Oh Why? yeah. <laughs> what would you, I, I see children at comic book conventions and I'm like, stay away from me. <laughs> Go away. Not everyone has that impulse, Joey. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird. They're like uh, tiny it's, cool. it I think nice. it's because they want to be part of the magic, I guess. I guess it's like Disney. Like, is, is it Disneyland people that are like weird? dressed no, up? No, just people. Yeah. Like, especially like booth people. It's like, come on, I'm not going to buy stuff. Don't try to get my kids to. Oh, you mean like that? Like, hey, like uh, this is cool, right? Yeah. Tell yeah, dad to bring business. you over here. Yeah. Spend some of that hard-earned money. Spend some of his living money. Uh, yeah, Jim, my food was there. He's a cool guy. Um... Uh, Brian Bucciatello was there, but oh, I did not yeah. talk to him because oh. he looked very busy doing sketches. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was a cool little con. It was fun. Did you a lot say, of uh, big, a lot of Spock stuff there. Uh, Chris Claremont was there, Ooh. Uh, and he had a line sort of wrapping around the outside of the, <laughs> the building. Yeah, it was well, no, just kind of like like it was one of those lines that like has to break for aisles. Yeah, uh, like you. several times, and it ends up against a wall somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know those. Um, well, it's awesome. That's uh, speaking fun. of conventions, by the way, uh, I can't. I don't know about Alan. I'm going to see if he will, he's, he's going to try, but I can tell you that three of us will be attending uh, WonderCon Anaheim. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to get that day WonderCon covered. It's hard. Anaheim. It's, uh, it's a it's convention in, just about a month. in Anaheim. It's the first weekend in April. <laughs> yes, it is April 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It is over Easter weekend, so if you are like, I don't like bunnies, then come to, to WonderCon. Even if you do like bunnies, you can you still can go. There's probably going to be one eggs. person dressed like a bunny. Um, but At, uh, Super eggs. Yes. At... The, the place? But yeah, I've always had a good... WonderCon's probably one of my favorite... Then we saw a Deadpool that was dressed like a bunny. It was. It said, zombie, Happy Zombies Day. He yeah, had a sign. Said that. Mm. We also saw Pocahontas Solo, which was a Pocahontas... Oh, that's right. That's Solo really funny. Crossover. She was pretty. She was pretty. <laughs> She was hanging out with... Uh, with Tangled Skywalker. I think so. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it's a nice little convention. It's its like Comic-Con light is what it's like. And it's, it's put on by the same people who do Comic-Con. Yes. So uh, it's well organized. Yeah. They do they do a good job. And that was not, that's not to be sarcastic. They yeah. do a good job. It's, they it's do a good uh, job. typically a little bit more, at least it used to be a little bit more science fiction focused. I think yeah. that that's, 
not as much no, anymore. It's, it's, it's more like a Comic-Con light version. Like you have a lot of the, a lot of booths. You got some video game stuff there. You got some, co- you got comics. You got, I think it has you know, a little bit more science fiction and maybe TV. Yeah. Some TV, yeah. some TV and stuff. And um, I know they've premiered a lot of DC. They Last year we watched, what was it? Batman and son. I think is what we watched. Yeah. I think they're doing Batman which, versus Robin. Yeah. They're doing that one. Oh now, yeah. And then is, they had a, there was like a huge Nintendo booth last year. Yeah. Too. They had a Nintendo booth. They had a whole like Capcom at a whole booth yeah. too. So they, it's pretty neat little convention. It's relatively in expensive too it's 30 bucks 30 bucks for a day 55 for the whole th- for three for the days weekend. that's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty good amount and i mean you're right next and if you're like traveling from out of town you happen to be in the area you're right next, to, right disneyland. next to disneyland yeah. so it's a good reason to make it out and you can stay over to disneyland the next few days or go before and a lot of neat stuff and if you happen to go to disneyland a lot of the creators are from around here and sometimes they'll hide things in disneyland you know that's right you, mm-hmm. you last year yeah, that does happen. So, um, but yeah, you can uh, check that out. Uh, I think it's uh, if you go to comic-con.org, you can still get tickets. They're probably still available. It's a relatively calm convention, so it's something where Ryan brings his kids. It's it's, yeah. it's not it's not as heavy and crazy as Comic Con is, where it's like there's so many people you can't breathe. This what's, is a little bit more relaxed. What's cool is we kind of went to a pretty relaxed like. I guess you could say it was kind of like a convention. We went to the Mar- the, the Marvel experience. Oh, we yeah. Did. Tell us about then, that. Uh, so, Ian and I, and that was pretty rad. So I dug it. the Marvel experience. So I was confused when you guys were talking about this because yes. I thought it was the Marvel stage show. No, this is a different thing. Okay, this like, is, it's not Marvel. It's not Avengers Live. No, this is an interactive experience. And the best way I can describe it is your the story behind this thing is there is these robots that are uh, that are uh, they call them adaptoids. adaptoids. Yeah, you looked into this. Didn't I you? watched the video that you oh, took. Did you? Oh, okay. okay, let me let me preface this by saying like I wanted to go, but I had work, and these guys are like, "Well, we're just gonna go." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And then I asked them the next day. I'm like, "Hey, how'd you like it?" He goes, "You wouldn't like it." I'm like, what? Here's why not? Why. Here's I'm like, why, why not? Because They're like, Alan because <laughs> it's too cheesy, Alan. Alan you would, would rip be it to poking shreds. holes in it every that's five not seconds. Even true. It would. That's have not Modoc. true. I uh, did have Modoc, and, and he was Wasn't voiced he by voiced Mr. By... Kevin Smith. And that's yeah, why you went. That's really why See, I went. But it was great. Awesome. He did a really good job as, as Modoc. He was loud and obnoxious and wonderful. Um, but uh, I th- and they had, by the way, also the voice of the Hulk was done by Triple H. <laughs> See, Ian, that's awesome Ian like every time I mention the Marvel experience since then he just smiles and kind of rolls his eyes because like, it was and he, and he, was sa- and he says that was a thing no, I, I was. It very I'm not gonna lie. We went, I had fun. I, I did too. Awesome. Why? Why I am I the guy who didn't myself. even go? Here's, here's and then why. I get flack for here's not why. even liking. Here's why. Here's why. I, I I roll my eyes and do that because it's it's. Here's what it is. If it's a Knott's Berry Farm attraction, it's not Disneyland level of good. But there's some stuff you're like, oh, that's impressive. Like you're like, it's like the log ride at Knott's Berry Farm. You're like, oh, those are animatronic figures and they're moving. That's cool. <laughs> but it's like that. That's a That's it. And, but it was a lot of fun. Like, honestly, if I was 10 years old, my brain would have exploded. I would have it, like, it was awesome to that. And I had some moments where I was smiling really wide. I had a good time. Uh, it, it's something that I would definitely recommend if you, if it's in your area uh, right now, it's in San, the San Diego area. And I think it's there till March Del 11th in the, at the Del Mar fairgrounds. Um, I mean, if you have kids, it's plan, it's wonderful for kids. Plan time. Yeah, plan time, though, because it does take about a good three hours to do everything uh, What was there. rad was wow, this. Really? I was yeah. worried when we got in because they kind of, like, bring you in as a group, and then they move you into the next place. I thought it was, like, okay, like, eventually go, 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 you get go. into this big room where there's a lot of stuff to look at, and I thought they were going to be like, okay, well, we have, like, ten minutes. Look at everything, and then we got to go. No. But, no, it's basically once you get through, like, that first room or two, 
then you're kind of just on your own and go through everything at your own pace. Yeah. So you can like, honestly in that big room, that big area, like mm-hmm. not counting all the, like, let's say quote unquote attractions and like things that you can do. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, like man, it was pretty cool. You see, like display cases with like props, like replicas. We'll post some like pictures that. of some stuff. They had yeah. like you know, Thor's hammer and Cap Shield yeah. and a bunch of Iron and Man helmets. Nice. And they had these like little video boots, which were really cool. Yeah, where they go over the origins. They and do stuff. origins for like mm. different characters and just something about seeing a wall of people with headphones, like glued to it, like glued to it. And you see kids, you see like men, women, like older. I younger. saw this like mid forties woman who was like watching this intently. Yeah. Like she was like, her eyes were un- and, like unbreaking. And like, you'll see people there, you know, they're wearing like, you know, like X-Men t-shirt. You see people wearing like, you know, comic book related stuff, but then you'll see people that like dress, you know, I mean, not, not like, so let's put not this to way. knock it or anything like that, but dress like Costco dads. Or well, you see people, you'll see people that you yeah. look at I go to Costco. You see on the street, Ryan, look think, down. This person has never looked at a comic book yeah. in their whole you'll, life. You'll see people who are like, Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we got drunk and went there and then they go, but they're like dead set on like learning everything. Like yeah. you're like, Oh, this is cool. As opposed to being like, this Something about, I'm not gonna lie, I saw that wall of people just like looking at that and again having that look on their face, like, geez, like, yeah, this is like learning. Guys, the Avengers movie made ridiculous amounts of money, and I, um, I, I. I almost got a little misty eyed because I was like, "This is amazing!" Like the magic of this. Just oh, like I was, people. I was definitely like, buying the magic of it. I mean, yeah. it's it, that's what I'm saying. It was cheesy in that way that not Sperry Farm is cheesy, but fun. It's like it's it's cool lame. But the thing is, I don't think Alan appreciates cool lame. I think he's like, okay, it's cool I mean, or it's lame. You don't, lame. I just you think don't it's know. Cool. You don't know it's me, Alan. Alan, it's still down there till March 11th. You can go. I, Chewie and I have shield badges now. We're yeah. shield agents. Hey, I had a shield badge from when Thor came out. And they had a little thing in front of the theater, and they were doing the exact same thing. I'll show you my shield badge. That's I still awesome. have it. Oh, I have a shield badge from um, from WonderCon a couple of years ago. Oh, do you? Are we the yeah, newest members awesome. of Shield? I guess so. But it was awesome. There was there was some really cool stuff. There's like this three D like this like room where they project like a whole movie on like the yeah. dome of this ball. See, that was the video I saw that you took. Yeah, it looks really cool. It was neat. And then I think actually Chewie took that video, not me, because I I was too busy absorbing it all so I could recount my experiences. And then Chewie was like, I'm going to document all this and then I'll remember because I can do double duty. I can't do that. Yeah, I, can't I have, to, I have to live in the moment. Me too. Um, but yeah, I, I had a really fun time. It was it was definitely enjoyable for the money I paid for it. I felt like, let's put it this way, there were, I, I, some money was spent at the Marvel gift shop on the way out because I was yeah. feeling very Marvel-tastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't... That's I would how su- they get you. I would suggest if it's in your city, <laughs> check on their website. I think it's themarvelexperience.com. Our Marvel Google experience. the Marvel Experience. Yeah, and you can check it out, especially if you have kids. AOL like, keyword. Marvel I would experience. tell I would tell Ryan to bring to bring to bring his kids absolutely because they would have an incredible time. They would just smile and laugh and have a great time. Having a wonderful a time. A marvelous time. Yes, one might say. Um so I think that's gonna do it I for got one more thing. Oh, one more I thing, more Alan. Thing oh, okay. Uh, you guys rock, paper, scissors for Alan, first. Go first. Oh, no, you first. go I mine has to go last. Oh, fair. Uh so uh Matt Fraction and Kelly Sudaconic, we talked about them. Oh in, yeah, I forgot about uh, this. Four colored character compendium yes the other day. we did uh they announced that they have signed a deal to make tv shows out of the stuff that they're creating yes uh, sex and so the first thing up. announced is a sex criminals tv show this is how are they gonna pull this off uh, uh hbo or showtime. oh okay showtime. Uh, i think i think showtime would do great with that so anyway that sounds very exciting i yes. look forward to hearing more go out go uh so just as a last thing because you guys wanted me to announce it the last time is oh, yeah. i 
for those of you listening and those who care about my personal life, I don't know why you would, but uh, I am getting married, and I think uh, it's going to be. Yay! It's going. I think. Uh, by the way, we're going with October. I want to say sixteenth or seventeenth. Um, I think we actually locked down a venue yesterday. Um, Yay! Hey, and I picked these three chuckleheads to be co-best men because I can't choose between all the wonderful friends I have. Oh, I mean, man. you could. <laughs> I could, but, but nobody would be to happy. Do so. so so, just, yeah, if, for anybody who cares. And I'm excited to, to see what you guys come up with. We're so it'll happy be, for you and Jenna. Yeah, yeah, we, we are. are. I'm happy. <laughs> cake also? Uh, well, you know, I don't really like cake, so we were discussing be... having like a cake and then like an ice cream cake off to well, the side. Well, there be <laughs> ice cream cake. Uh, I was informed uh, there'd be punch and pie. There, there may be punch and pie. Okay, good. Also, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, I mentioned that the uh, the it may or may not be golden and silver age comic book themed surprise surprise so uh (laughs) we'll be we'll be discussing those options as well so um well (laughs) well all you four color cadets thanks so much for listening again but before we go we want to give you a preview of what we're going to be reading next time um and so uh we're gonna do something a little different for the next couple first prints um actually so we're going to be doing uh, some individual issues, which is not something we normally do. We're going to be focusing on some origin stories. Uh, as you guys, I'm sure, all know, uh, there is a upcoming movie, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, coming out in May. So for the next uh, like four or five uh, first prints, we're going to be keeping it small, keeping it short. We read a lot of comics in there, so we want to keep them a little bit shorter and just try something new. We're going to read the origins of the big four Avengers characters. Uh, so we're going to be starting off chronologically. The first one we're going to read is Captain America, which I believe appeared in uh, Captain America number one if I remember correctly that's the famous cover where he's punching Hitler in the face yes so we're gonna be uh, reading that for first prints next time so we apologize if there's any sort of slang terms from that time (laughs) period I'm sure we'll have some fun talking about it so Captain America number one uh, and definitely if you have that Marvel Unlimited you'll probably be able to read that and make a suggestion yes I'm gonna see if I can gather some sort of a Spotify playlist about songs or, or containing songs about being American. <laughs> so among those, you'll have like, you know, God bless America, like proud to be an American. <laughs> you'll have, of course, the wrongfully like, like inappropriately used born on the 4th of July. Um, born, you, I mean, born in the USA. Oh yeah. Born. born in, yeah, you're going to watch that movie with Tom Cruise in the wheelchair. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't you think listened, that's what that was. You listen to the whole movie. <laughs> Team America <laughs> World Police. slowly read the <laughs> America. <laughs> Um, also, also, I was thinking of including um, Hulk Hogan's theme song for a while. The, yeah. I'm a real American. Oh, we could also do uh, James Brown's Living in America. Yeah. Living in America. You could be Apollo Creed yeah. um, coming out. So you're going to listen to that while you while you read the book? I'm going to try Perfect. to do that. I'll, I'll share it with you guys. All right. Let's so. try that out. Um, so that's going to be first prints for you next time. So, and but also Sousa is going to be in there, of course. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of marches. You should get Halo the Chief, too. So, but for here's my issue next time. Let's go around the circle, guys, and talk about what we'll be bringing next time. Captain America went to Germany and punched Hitler in the face. Are you going to need to maybe have a second draft on those lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Alan, what are you going to be bringing for uh, Here's My Issue next time? Uh, so I'm bringing you uh, a weird book. It's it's weird and not great, but it it, it was enjoyable, so I want to see what you guys thought. It was, uh, it's, just, it's weird. It's called Motorcycle Samurai. Oh, uh, that sounds awesome. Written does, by Chris Sheridan and awesome. art by Chris Sheridan. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's sort of a, it's sort of a uh, indie type weird. It's issue zero. 
Um, uh, okay. It's actually called Sand and Water. Um, so I'll be I'll be bringing that and see what you guys thought. Cool, Chewy. I'm sorry, water and sand, other way around. Man, I really hope you guys like motorcycles, because my book (laughs) also has motorcycles. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, I've been wanting to bring a book that's been adapted or kind of spun off from a certain popular motorcycle TV series of recently. Oh, but I decided not. I decided not to do that this time. Instead, another another attempt to get me to watch Sons of Anarchy. Foiled. Hey, I'm going to watch it at You're some. the one that's missing out. I'll watch it at some In point. In any case, I promise. Um, I'm bringing a different book by uh, put out by Image. It's called The Humans. Okay. Uh, the Humans, number one, a uh, story by Keenan Marshall Keller and art by Tom Neely. Um, but yeah, The Humans, number one, by uh, put out by Image. Cool. Nice. So it's funny we're talking about Matt Fraction because I'm going to bring a Matt Fraction book. This we, still have, we still have Matt Fraction what? books to read. We have. There's one we've, there's one we've overlooked. We're scraping the bottom here. No, this is actually a really good one. What's You're going to be one? like, oh, I'm surprised we haven't read this yet. So I'm going to bring issue one of a Marvel book called The Invincible Iron Man. Oh, wow. wow. Really? Uh, written by Matt Fraction and art by Salvatore LaRocca. I believe actually when we first started the show, you were mentioning you were reading this. I like this run. I really like this run. I've been reading the the first trade of it and I really, really dig it. So um, yeah, I'm going to be bringing that. So Invincible Iron Man number one. Uh, And so for mine, I'm bringing a a book uh, written by Brian Wood, drawn by Ming Doyle, uh, and it is called Mara. And it is about like, Future sports. That sounds awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> future sports. Future sports. I want to look future sports. See future sports. All right. Well, guys, that's going to uh, wrap us up for four color commentaries or preview for next time. So get reading, and we will uh, talk to you about those next time. Uh, so we would invite you to come on back to the only podcast that thinks Tony Stark sure is handsome, and I'm sure a lot of podcasts think that. But you know, I think Alan would kiss him on the mouth, right, Alan? I'm sorry, I was imagining that right right now, and <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Tony. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Stark. Oh, wow. Oh. Ooh, it's, it's, it, yeah, I'm sure it's hot in here, and I'm Alan. <laughs> my, my name is Chewy, and I declare I've got the vapors. <laughs> um, I think Tony Stark's a cool guy, and I keep my beard because of him, and my name is Ian. Uh, I'm taking off my clothes. My name is Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Stay nervous, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. 